This is The Extra Sheet, the unofficial Age of Empires 4 podcast hosted by myself, Socraton, along with Beal and Askeladd and Caleb Kalmari. We're gonna, uh, we, we don't have Sir Nevels with us today, and uh, we do have some sad news. Um, Sir Nevels is taking a hiatus from Age of Empires 4, um, and that's good. Uh, if you need to take a break from the game, it's okay to take a break from the game every now and then. Uh, so we're going to give him a pass for the indefinite future. We hope he'll be back, but we don't really know when that'll be. But uh, the moment he's back, we will get him back as fast as we can. But until then, we have the rest of us here today. So, guys, how, how are we doing I today? miss you, Neville. I know. I miss him. We all do. <laughs> uh, I'm doing good besides missing uh, Sir Neville's. I don't know if the, the lion's dramatic loss was the final straw that broke the camel's back but hopefully <laughs> hopefully he takes his break and uh we see him back sometime soon dude i'm super sad about the lions this is completely off topic no one cares i know anyone listening to this podcast probably does not care about the detroit lions but man they like had him in the first half they were up by like what was it 17 points and they blew it in the second half worst second half of american football i have ever seen from a team anyways um rip the detroit lions uh yeah, but we got Askeladd and Caleb in here as well. Hello, guys. Hi. And we're we don't. This, I think this is the first time we've done a back-to-back episode uh, on the same week. Essentially, like we were recording this one week ago. Normally, we do two weeks every two weeks, and now we're back. And that's mostly because I think I called it last uh, episode. I think I was saying something like we were talking about like what we wanted to see in a new patch. And I'm pretty sure I had said, you know, the moment we post this thing, they're going to go live the patch on that Tuesday. They always announce on Tuesdays. We always post our podcast on Tuesdays. This has happened many times before where we always start it and we always are just a little behind the curve because they always release the updates on the day we post our our episode. So, yeah, we would have got that patch sooner if uh, we didn't take that long hiatus. Uh, if we came back like two weeks Sorry, earlier, guys. we patched it yeah. much quicker. We take full responsibility for that, by the way. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, new patch out. Um, there's also the War Chief Club coming out on the 17th of February. So that's in like what? A week? Two weeks, like two weeks two from weeks. today. Um, that's coming up. Uh, there was EGC Stormgate beta tourney. Is that still happening mid-February? Do we know? Is that? That's uh, yeah, there's still. Yes, yes, it is. It is happening the same weekend. I was reading, I don't know, uh, it's, I know some of it's public, I don't know how public it is, but I'm in the, the official Stormgate Discord and it has a lot of details about it and it starts tomorrow is, uh, I think when they start doing like ranked ladder qualifiers or something and then they have open qualifiers, signups until the 9th and then they're doing uh, Katowice, Katowice, I don't know how to say it, that, that is playing into this one as well for qualifiers, um, it's kind of like this weird multi-pronged thing they're doing. I actually have like not heard anything about Stormgate outside of you guys talking about it a little bit here and there. Um, yeah, well, until tomorrow, you can't ask any questions. <laughs> I've already beaten Caleb on it. <laughs> I haven't got yeah, we do, do, it. was totally a serious game. <laughs> I have not even seen what it looks like yet, so I'm out of the loop. I've all yeah. I, I've been all in on AOE four though. That that's I have really like I've definitely I feel like it's natural to ebb and flow with a game over time. Um, I think around this time last year, I was definitely like all in and then come like late spring. I kind of, I uh, kind of 
you know, was kind of weaning off a little bit, had my baby born. Uh, then kind of into late fall, I kind of started digging into it again. I, I've been full in uh, on AOE right now. So should we just go ahead and dive into the patch? We got a lot. We got a lot we want to talk about this episode. We want to eventually get to some meta arms comparisons. But before we start comparing arms, uh, maybe we should go over the patch notes, huh? Let's do yeah, it. Let's, let's do it. What the best part about all of that is, like, the day of the patch, uh, I made, like, I, I streamed for, like, one and a half hours talking about the patch notes. I had no, I, I don't remember, remember anything. I didn't note anything down. Let's go do it again. <laughs> <laughs> Um, you were right about some things. We, uh, you, you'll have. I'll, I know there's one or two predictions you wanted to have happen that you get. You like nailed Askeladd on the dot. Nailed. Um, I think the Limitane in particular was one I, I, I thought of. Um, I think the title of this one might be something to do with nerfs because I feel like a lot of things got nerfs. So, anyways, this is the uh, what is this officially called? Uh, patch nine dash two dash six two eight. Whatever that means to you. This is the. Uh, yeah, two, nine two six two eight. Yeah, that, that means a lot to everyone. Um, but it's the lunar it's the fair. Resurgent of she of the siege. Yeah, the return of the siege. Um, yeah. So I'm not going to talk about all the New Year's Chinese New Year's like stuff. That doesn't really, frankly, it doesn't really matter. Um, first thing I'm noticing is that wow. the ranked map. Well, I mean, let's be honest. The cosmetics don't make a huge <laughs> difference. No, if you're here for the cosmetics, if you're not using the squid doing the boat one, you're wrong. It's if fine. you're not using the sheep with a heart on it for Valentine's Day. Get out of town. <laughs> um, I'm using the little chick guy with the stick that uh, is super happy. You're banned. Uh, That's you're banned. A banned. Not, not until spring. Not until not until Easter time. Sorry. Um, I'm using the default icon. The default. What a what a real wow, child. What a wow. I really care about. If, if I queue against you, I literally think, wow, that must be a Smurf. Must be a Smurf. Yeah. <laughs> be a Smurf. Smurf. No one runs the default on me. <laughs> Nine games played, 80% win percentage. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, so the 1v1 ranked map pool has been rotated. Coming out for 9.2 is Hidden Valley. Thank goodness. Uh, Rocky River, Canal, and Golden Heights. I'm not too sad to see Golden Heights leave. That's been in the map rotation for a long time. Um, rotating in for 1v1s, Forts, Boulder Bay, Mongolian oh. Heights, and Four Lakes. I think Mongolian Heights is my favorite of those to come back. Although I like I like Mongolian Heights. I like Mongolian Heights a lot. I like Four Lakes. Um, Boulder Bay, I really don't care for uh, just because I'm not a big water map guy. And then Forts, I have thoughts on a 1v1. I really like Forts in team games. I really don't. It's I, a nightmare. I don't yeah. think it scales right. I, I think there's something weird with the scaling of that map in team games, whereas in 1v1s, like you got a nice little base and you just have to go out on the map. I love that. But in in team games, there is nowhere on the map to go. It, like there really just isn't anywhere. It feels weird. Um, and Fort Force is the one where you have like mountains everywhere, right? And you're like no, really no, tucked no, no, into no. it. That's Turtle Ridge. Oh, okay. Or just the one where you have a, like a little base on like basically uh, what's what a plateau, and then there's a little bit uh, of a of a moat around it with four entryways and stuff. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep, I got it. Forts is such an interesting map to me. Like I really want to give it more chances because in my mind there's a lot of cool things going on with it i do like how sometimes you're not diagonally across from your opponent uh -huh. sometimes they're on the sides i do like how the trade post is there but it's in kind of the middle of the map which makes it really hard to get trade going um but if you can secure and like force your opponent to stay in their base um you can get 
trade off of that. I mean, it's really hard because your traders will be super exposed. Um, but I, I like that they're playing around with uh, neutral market spawns. And I do like how basically all the resources are just pretty spread out. Like it's no man's land for a lot of the map outside of the forts um, with the pockets of resources sprinkled about. Um, I'm not dead set on loving it yet, but I'm still, I still like the idea behind it. Mm -hmm. I like it conceptually. Uh, I'm not sold on it as a competitive map to be in the map pool. Yeah. Well, uh, I'm going to let you know, looking at AOE 4 world for the stats, Order of the Dented is a 61% win rate. So I'm going to love it. We know how Caleb feels. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, again, I'll reiterate, I really do think it's a good map for 1v1s. I think it is an awful map for uh, anything bigger than 1v1. I really do. There's, yeah, there's, they might be patching it too with adding it to the pool. They might be fixing some stuff with it. I hope so, uh, because because it just it doesn't scale right to me. It feels like the forts because in 1v1s, you've got your fort, your opponent has their fort somewhere else. Sometimes it's on the same side as you. Sometimes it's diagonal. You don't always know. And I, I like that. Um, but in multiplayer, it's like they're all just on top of each other. Like the moment you're out of your fort, you're immediately into someone else's. And it just feels like there's nowhere to go. And what I like best about forts is that it forces you to get out of your fort and go into the no man's land. In a team game, there just is no no man's land. So you end up getting bottled into your own little fort and it starts feeling a lot like Turtle Ridge, but worse. Eh, but maybe not worse, awesome. but like weirder. In the team games, uh, like I played one team game on forts, so take that with a grain of salt. Uh, but it felt like it is very heavily trade favored because there's like so little space you actually have to wall up because mm. everything's already covered by, uh, well, your fort. Yeah, I was playing with uh, my brother-in-law, American Jeremy, and we were 2v2 into two Roost players and they just walled off like the entire map. They just walled their side <laughs> off and then their Kremlin was right in the open spot. I was like, this isn't fun because I can't do anything to punish this. I, I like I, I just it was absolutely awful. I just like there's nowhere for me to go. They've just walled their side in like like that's just the lamest thing ever. And I, I just I wasn't a huge fan of it. But I do like 1v1s on it. I do like 1v1s. I think it's it's an interesting, interesting map. I, I agree with like Beal's sentiment. Like I'm not sure that I love it, but I also I don't dislike it in 1v1s. It's 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 interesting. It plays interesting. Um, really yeah, like, like the, the concept. concept. I, I so you're saying walling off the map. Lame way to play. You're also saying you like Mongolian Heights. I am not a Mongolian Heights fan. <laughs> um, I know the Mongolian Heights is much better now to cross the river, but I, I still, I, it may also be because of my really poor win rate on that map. But I, I do not like Mongolian Heights. I think I would prefer Rocky River for a similar fish in the middle. Mm on two sides people on two sides kind That's, of a map you don't like like fighting over like the neutral water uh i you know i just i just don't like the map um i guess in the the ladder matches i've played since the patch no one has tried to wall off their section um yeah. but i also feel like there's not a lot of gold 
There's like there is two, a lot of gold. That is small that is golds and one large gold node per and side. The largest down at the bottom three. anyway. Maybe mm. three. I was watching you play Japanese. I actually casted your game on that bill just as I was oh, on no. my stream. Nice. And uh, first of all, one one note, just just to throw you under the bus entirely. You had that guy. Um, you just needed to close out the game, and you sat back Against after the Ottoman, uh -huh. right? Yep, you sat back yeah, and built no. a million rams, which would have been nerfed. And it, I was, I was like dying. I was like, just dive in, just, just dive in. You've got samurai. Just go all in, kill them all. <laughs> um, yeah, he, he, the guy that that uh, the Ottomans had the uh, gold landmark, and then he had a bunch of farms yeah, that just I sat know. there for ages, and he just got his way back in the game because yeah, you ran out of gold eventually, and then I was yeah, like, where's the trade at? He needs trade now to stay in this, even though it shouldn't have lasted that long. Uh, yeah, it's an interesting map. I, I I don't hate this map, but I'm glad to see it back, if that makes sense. Um, I, I definitely feel like uh, Golden Heights, for as good of a map that is, like, and it is, Golden Heights is an excellent map. It's 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 time to rotate. It was time to rotate out for a little bit uh, from the ranked pool. I definitely feel like it was time to... I, I kind of wish Lippany had come back. I kind of miss Lippany. Um, yeah, I do too. That, um, sorry, I was just about to... Are you still on Mongolian Heights? I'm about to go to no, a new no, go map. For it, go for it. Okay, because I was going to put out uh, my my spicy take is that I like seeing Boulder Bay come back. Ooh. I've had fun on Boulder Bay. I I know it can turn into like very quick games, uh, but I weirdly enjoy playing on that map. Shut up! We're I losing eighty percent of, of our. I might be days. one of the only people <laughs> in the world that uh, has had fun playing on Boulder Bay, and we'll see if that continues through the rest of the season. Um, I'm just but, so bad on water maps. I, I, my problem is I cannot, for the life of me, micro and macro water naval ships. I just can't. I just I'm so bad at it. I either just overwhelm my opponent or. I don't. I, I can't do that when it's even when it's an even game like and I've got equal number of boats as my opponent. Even if I'm playing defensively, I always lose. I, I am so bad at water. Probably something I should work on, but it's just not fun to me. Uh, and that's just my opinion. I, I, it's very mm -hmm. valid, but yeah, I'm, I'm terrible with water. Uh, I think fair. it's <sighs> water is weird in even in a, no, Age of Empires 2. Um, and I it's some games have tried to solve the problem, but the problem you have with water is that you you have units that only go on water. And if there's something happening not on water, the X percent of your resources are non-functional. Mm. And there it's like interesting because it can provide these games where you get like this crazy boom because of the, you know, crazy inflation on food gain and stuff. But it's um it would almost feel better if there were water maps where you only did water and you had like a water base. Like I know it doesn't like like thematically work, but if let's say it was a different game where you had like maps where there was water gameplay and maps where there was land gameplay and there's different units for each thing. And so it added variety and different access to different units. You could do something like that. But um it's that the, the reason most other RTSs go with air units is because air units traverse both land and air. And it can interact, you know, a lot versus the water stuff where there's like no interaction <laughs> with mm. anything else. And it's, it's just it just makes it really difficult to balance and it makes it really difficult to have fun playing with. Because like you said, you don't find it fun. You don't find the weird, you know, it's just there's just something about it that just like rubs most people the wrong way. Um, so we got to get those YMCA uh, 
second and third place maps. Yeah, the hybrid maps. They're great. The hybrid maps where you have what is it? Traversable. Uh, Chaos map, Drake something. Yeah, the traversable and uh, floodplains. That was interesting. Something like that, like, at least makes it like, yeah, where the boats are all in the same area as the units. And so then you have like melee units and archers and stuff interacting with the boats. And there's kind of constant interaction. It might feel weird, but if they but if they designed the game like that, where the there was better interaction between boats and land units because you were more constantly using them, because right now they're balanced across exclusively fighting each other. You know what I mean? Almost almost exclusively fighting each other. And it's I don't know. It just it's it's a it's a concept that makes sense, but becomes really weird in actual gameplay yeah i think it suffers in general like like on land you have ranged units melee units and fast moving melee units in water you've got range units range units and blow up units <laughs> and i just i think that just what makes it feel weird right it's like mm-hmm. you're using it's, it's i think the triangle is odd it's an odd way to go about it like one of the counters to the big bad ships is to blow up certain of your own ships that are disposable it, it's just odd it's odd it's not i don't know how you make it better at this point but I don't want to go on a huge tangent on why I don't like water, but it's odd. I I don't hate water. I just don't. I I, I typically tend to avoid water more often. I like when there's like small ponds. Um, I don't like Mm -hmm. when there's huge naval battles. I like I like four lakes to me is way more enjoyable than uh, like like Boulder Bay, for instance. I don't like having huge. I just have to mass up more galleys than my opponent and then just overshoot Mm -hmm. arrows and overkill. Whereas the ponds, it's more about when you go for the ponds. And then if your opponent knows you're on which pond and then if you can torch down their dock or maybe dock yourself and add a couple of boats like that, that to me has some more back and forth play than just, oh, I won water. (laughs) Sucks for you. Yeah. And and again, that takes uh, that's taking away the gameplay from the water. Right. And that's Mm kind of like where where the the issue comes in is like the maps that are fun with water are the ones where the gameplay is almost never about actually the water. Yeah. (laughs) Yep. And it's yeah, it makes it it makes it weird. Um, yeah, we've also got, uh, so the round one, v one ranked pool then, uh, is, uh, currently dry Arabia, of course, uh, cliffside. Glad to see it still here. Him and Yama. I think people have started to hate this map a little bit more because it pops up so frequently. Uh, forts, hey, mama. uh, yeah, forts, which we're juries out on Uh gorge, which I think most people like, I would say it's a good map. Uh, I, I enjoy it more often than not. Uh, Boulder Bay feels happy. Mongolian Heights feels not happy. Uh, Golden Pit. <laughs> I actually like Golden Pit a lot. And then uh, Four Lakes, which I think is one of the best balanced kind of maps. Uh, team ranked. Uh, not that I, I don't care about this as much, but I know people do. So Hidden Valley's in, or no, Out is Hidden Valley. Out is Volcanic Island. Hideout and Golden Heights. Ooh. Those are all gone. Coming in is Forts. Oh, that's, that's rough. Canal, Hill and Dale, which I, I do like a lot now after the changes they made to it. And Waterholes, which I also am a pretty big fan of. So the full... Team ranked map pool includes Dry Arabia, Cliffside, How's Your Mama, Forts, Gorge, Canal, Hill and Dale, Golden Pit, and Waterholes. Yeah, I Waterholes is still just so interesting with team games because mm-hmm. in the 1v1, you've got those two ponds to fight over, but in the team games, you have a safe pond behind you and then two ponds to fight over. And then your opponents have a safe pond as well. I love the way it scales. I think it's one of the best things. That, I think it's one of the coolest things that a map does is the way it scales. Because Hill and Dale, for mm. instance, is a map that scales, but it scales weird when you have team games, right? It feels like it, it scales in a very different way than I expect. Whereas in 1v1, I know what the spawn should look like. 2v2s on Hill and Dale are odd. Waterholes is really cool the way it scales. 
uh, just adding more more pawns. Kind of like like gorge scales, where you just get more TCs in a row, and you got the giant golds in the, between them. Uh, so it, it's really interesting how certain maps scale very differently than you'd expect. Yeah, it, it is cool, like the changes between how they're trying to balance and change things around uh, for for team games versus one v ones on certain maps. Yeah. Um, moving on here, uh, I'm not going to go over what the AI fixes improvements because mostly we're not really dealing with AI, but just they've, they've made a lot of changes to some of the AI and some bugs, and some weird things. I don't think most people listening to this podcast are super interested in playing skirmishes against the AI. If you are, I encourage you just to read the patch notes yourself. I'm not going to take we've got so much else to go over. Um, one thing I will point out is that in nomad mode, players must now complete a town center before they can age up. That seems kind of like a go to uh, no brainer. Director of Kanki. Yeah. yeah, he was out when you couldn't cut through forests anymore. <laughs> yeah, it's true. He was already gone, but uh, they were still scared of him. Yeah, <laughs> they fear his ghost. Ensuring he would never return. That's uh, so sad. Uh, that one see. guy at the seventy-minute mark that is just hitting imperial age uh, with his ten villagers and hundred and twenty traders. Oh gosh. Um, some map-specific so, changes. Or, or does someone have some? Uh, no, go ahead. Okay. Um, so map-specific changes. African waters. Players starting gold will no longer spawn trapped inside the player's starting forest. And actually, I, had, I need to show Bitterland this at one point. I had the weirdest... Uh, this is not in African waters. This is on Cliffside. I was playing... I was trying out Byzantines for the first time. And my gold... My, no, sorry. My stone spawned on the other side of a forest. Like, I had like... It was really weird. I had like a little forest that like wrapped around my stone. And it was on the opposite side away from my TC. And I was like, what the heck is this? Like, how am I supposed to get it? It was like one of the worst spawns I've ever seen on Cliffside, especially for Byzantines. Um, so anyways, it's just, just that's what that reminds me of. Um, but on Hill and Dale, we've done a tuning pass on the distribution of sacred sites on Hill and Dale. We have more robust changes coming in a future update that should help that ensure that sites are placed fairly with even higher consistency. But we felt like this interim tuning has resulted in less clumped spawns than before. So I'm glad that they're noticing that. I'm wondering if that's something we'll see this next patch. Uh, the next major update we get, or what they're planning on. I wonder if, well, I'd, I'd be really curious to know what's what's going on in the back rooms there with that. Also, on Gorge, uh, sheep distribution has been reworked on Gorge and Forts to be more consistent across the map, with less cases of two to three sheep spawning bunched together, with, while other large areas remain arid. Which, I mean, I, as much as I love getting five sheep all at once, um, I, and I do, I, let me tell you, I love when that happens. It is almost doubly <laughs> as frustrating when you cover like half the map with your scout and you found one and you're like mm -hmm. wait a minute i know my opponent hasn't gone over here because he's behind my base right now i'm on the opposite side like what what is going on that, that's something that is i think that's one of those rng things that's really frustrating uh is especially for new players who don't know kind of where the sheep tend to be but even for i think us veteran more veteran players who've been playing for a year or two sometimes i'm still scratching my head going where the heck are the sheep like on dry arabia sometimes it's just you just i just don't know where they are sometimes i I have no idea. It, it definitely I feels consistently rough. ran two scouts on Gorge just because it's so swingy. Sometimes you just come away with like 20 sheep and your opponent runs by your town center with one trailing him and you think to yourself, yeah, well, that's GG. Yep. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember that being pretty bad uh, at the start of the season um, before this patch. It was Gorge. There were a couple other maps too. A lot of the new maps felt oh, like I they had weird, weird sheep spawns. Yeah, or uh, what is it, Hidden Valley? 
the one that just didn't have any. I mean, yeah. it still just doesn't have like any sheep on it. That one's probably one of my probably one of my least favorite maps ever, just because of the sheep. Uh, all right, balance and bug fixes. Here's some big news. Um, there's a lot. We're just gonna talk about siege. Um, I I really want to make a meme and post it on the Reddit. Uh, and just say like with with the Lord of the Rings, the orc when he's like the age of man is over, the age of the orc has begun. <laughs> I want to put that, but have it be like the age of the springled is over, the age of the mangonel has begun, because that's what it feels like. Mm -hmm. Um, springled's attack speed has improved from four to three seconds. Now most of you might be going, okay, soccer, and so far they've been buffed. But wait, the attack damage has been reduced from thirty plus seventy against siege and naval to 30 plus 60. Doesn't sound like a lot, but the mango armor has been increased from 20 to 30. Uh, Culverin's uh, speed- So they're taking improved. 20 less damage each shot. Yeah. Uh -huh. <laughs> so effectively, they're taking 20 damage less shot. And, and, and what that essentially means is if it normally took two Springles, one shot to snipe a mangonel, it now takes three. And now at first, I'm like, that's actually really nice because for me, at least, I feel like the moment I march my mango out there to counter all the zoogs or something stupid like that, or all the longbows or whatever it may be, right? I feel like the moment I always look away, two spring bolts just pop my guy right there. Like it's so quick, it's super hard to react to it. And I think the devs are trying to address that for at least everyone but Beastie and the top 100 players. We really struggle with this. This is a, it's a struggle. And this is why I think people like 10 for instance, hates on Siege. He hates going for Siege. And I think it's because the Siege micro battle. And I'm agree, I agree with a lot of the players on this, is frustrating. It's so frustrating to have your mango that you finally commit to Siege, and then it just pop. You just immediately lose it. There's like no count, time to counterplay it. So I get that. The problem with some of these, uh, these changes, and, there, and there's a lot more other changes, uh, basically the ranged armor has been increased on everything. So it take, basically, it, to boil this all down, Springles and Culverins have been nerfed big time. The problem is, uh, let, me, let me read the developer note and then, then uh, talk about the problem here. So the developer note on all these changes to Siege is essentially, uh, oh, also Villager Torch bonus damage versus Siege has been removed. So that's another big thing. Um, the designer note, developer note says the above set of changes to Siege aims to help with late game stalemate situations and address a couple of issues of Springles and Culverins. The volatility of Springles and Culverins versus other Siege units by increasing the attack speed and resulting reducing damage, it now requires more Springles and Culverins to be able to one-shot other Siege weapons. This should widen the window available to react to seeing these units on the battlefield before all your attacking siege is destroyed. I do like that to, a, to an extent. Uh, number two, camping under keeps the Springles and Culverins surrounded by units makes them difficult to push back and pick off. But without picking them off, it is challenging to use siege to take down the keep. By reducing the ranged armor of the Springle, we hope that using ranged units to pick them off becomes more viable. I don't quite understand number what? two. Yeah, number two is, yeah. It feels very odd. I don't feel like I have seen that very often. I'll be honest, I don't think I've seen a bunch of keeps with a bunch of Springles sitting under it. I really don't. I, I don't feel like I've seen that. I have seen, a, actually, I take the back. Every now and then I've had my seed just sniped by Springles. And it is frustrating. The problem with this, like on its base, I wouldn't mind it, except this is the hugest buff to Ottomans I have ever seen and to China. Mm -hmm. uh, and this is the problem, because yeah. now it takes, I think I saw, and I think one of my Reddit posts, it takes like nine Springles to one shot a great bombard. Nine so, Springles. That is insane. And then mangoes alone, with getting the free mango every time for the MIA, the, for the, the Castle Age landmark for Ottomans, they're getting free mangoes. Those things are just so much harder to punish now, and they're getting them for free. Ottomans have been just massively buffed from that, and they've had some other buffs that we'll talk about here in a bit as well. Yeah, I mean, they're talking about how they want to decrease 
Imperial Age stalemates. And so why not add a tech at the siege workshop that gives the mangonels, the trebuchets, whatever, the additional armor so that in Imperial, um, you can change it so that Springles go up to three shots to kill. Uh, sorry, spring mangoes and trebs get the additional shot on them to kill. That would be far too smart of a change. You hear <laughs> <laughs> rather than like having massive power spikes from the uh, from the Ottomans and the Chinese landmark. Because those clockwork nest of bees. Oh yeah, boy. now they take like what four now? Yeah, it has to be five. close to that. Like four. You five, need five, and with siege works, you need six. Jeez. Yeah, it's it's a bit. So much. you can two shot it with three. Um, you know, but three. I mean, that's a huge. People which is so he, the three sprinkles is fifteen hundred resources. Yeah, I resource. I, I was playing a game. I lost this game actually. I think I was playing against shoes. Actually, I think it was against shoes. Uh, he and I end up. Uh, queuing into each other, which is pretty fun. Shout out to, to shoes from morenights.com. Um, his name actually was actually morenights.com in the, the game, which was really funny. And I, he had, he was going Ottomans, of course. Uh, and I was playing as my Ayubits trying to outfast his castle. I actually, I could have played a bit better. I ended up adding an extra TC and sticking in it kind of late. But the problem was someone was like, well, he's got mangoes. So you should make sprinkles. And I was like, I literally said to my chat, I was like, no, like, why would I waste all my money on Springolds when I could just make my own mangoes and we could just mango no. on mango? Like, that would be the better solution, right? Is just to have my own mangoes at this point. Like, that would be a better solution than having Springolds because the Springolds are just so weak. Yeah, that's uh, the dynamic at the start of Castle Age. It's the, that's a problem that this patch introduced because Springolds still need two shots to kill Springolds. Mm-hmm. So if your opponent just spends the same amount of resources, I mean, a little bit less resources on... Two springle, I mean a little bit more uh, for a mango. One mango, two springles. You need three three springles to counter their mango, and they need two springles to counter your springles. So uh, yeah. yeah. So the the major thing that I'm seeing here is they're doing something that um a lot of what a lot of more a lot of the more experienced dev teams, let's say, uh, they're not inexperienced, but um. The, the balance teams rather uh, do is they nerf something and then they nerf something else that also nerfs the something. And so they, they double tap on something uh, and um, riot games with League of legends. And I know Dota and stuff have talk, talked about it a little bit too, where they're really leaning away from that and they, they will nerf something and then give it time. And it's okay. If something's still a little busted, a little wonky, a little feels awkward. Um, especially if you're in like a, a time for the game where you're not having huge tournaments and stuff, it's okay to give things time to settle out. And there is no reason to increase the ranged armor by 10 and decrease damage by 10. It makes no sense why you're doing a 20 damage swing. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, like I guess the goal is to add an additional shot or an additional sprinkled shot mm-hmm. to, to kill, but it just, it, it's a double, a double nerf and it feels really weird to do that you know what i mean yeah i i think the problem is that this benefits ottomans so hard like because i mean it it benefits china and ottomans i think across like again in general i like the idea of my mangoes not going pop the moment i make them because that is very frustrating they are a lot of resources to make they can be very powerful but they just feel incredibly risky and uh, it's it can be frustrating frankly It it can be unfun but this all this feels like like Ottomans are getting so much out of this. 
literally, they have surpassed Jushi. In fact, the funny thing is, is I feel like I've got one of my like one of my memes. My my Reddit post is actually a meme about how all the Zushi peeps are are now playing Ottomans because they are just so much better now. Um, hey, hey, Zushi people, uh, Zushi is still an S tier sim. Yeah, so. and it is. It is. Zushi needs some more nerfs, I think. Um, this, yeah. it, okay, now they're still just very good. Yeah, I I I. I <laughs> I feel like they're trying to address a problem. And that problem is that they have a siege unit that counters siege units. And it would be like having a knight that does extra damage to knights. And you're like, well, but (laughs) why? Mm -hmm. (laughs) And and I, I get the. I don't know. I just feel like if I have a mangonel right, and I'm shooting archers and you can technically kite the shot sort of. Um, you know, depending on how good you are at reading projectiles and running trigonometry in your head. Uh, you can kite it with your archers and take minimal damage from the Manganel stuff, but Manganel should. They're, they're a castle age thing fighting a feudal age, you know, they're meant to counter a feudal age unit in archers, and obviously you can get castle archers and stuff, but they're meant to counter that. And crossbows, and, but yeah. And crossbows, yeah, exactly. They're meant to counter those ranged units, and that's good. That's a, that's a fine balanced choice. So then why not rely on horsemen or knights or whatever to be the counter to that? Because then it forces the other guy to build spears to, to protect his thing. So then you have spears defending the mangonels, knights trying to kill the mangonels, archers killing the spears, mangonels trying and you have this really cool back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Instead of I have an archer wall and I have springholds in my ranged, protects my ranged. <laughs> and that, you know what I mean? It just feels yeah. like a weird choice from the ground i i, I, I how you seamlessly transitioned into the ottoman late game comp problem that is uh, mass janissaries and mass siege yeah yeah it mm-hmm. is. and and i'm less concerned about it breaking the ottomans or making the the clock tower people crazy strong that's the swings like that will happen as game balance changes and and things like this obviously create those issues but that that kind of thing can be adjusted um what they're not uh, addressing is the core issue of having a ranged siege unit countering other ranged siege units and countering and it's itself like, too is the ironic part i think the worst part yeah, is that, and that's the weird part i don't, it'd be I don't like hate the idea of a javelin throwers murder javelin throwers and you're like what are yeah, you talking I, I, about i don't you know think I, mean? I hate the idea of a sprinkled in general because i do think it is you need to have something you can counter trebs like sometimes like because frankly when you have sure. enough spears if you spam enough spears on top of your siege there is no other option, really. Like there really isn't. If you have a bunch of a bunch of spears, a bunch of mangoes, no composition of archers and horses are going to take care of that. That will win every time, I think, unless you have an overwhelming number against them. Um, so I, I do think you need to have some kind. Of, I do think an arranged siege unit does make sense to take out the mangoes. The problem is that that unit counters itself. I think that is the problem. Like. The sprinkled counters. But then the how do you how do you not have that? That's the question. I know. If, if you have the range siege unit, yeah, that you can't not have it. Then also counter itself because it's uh-huh. a range siege unit. And, and I, and I def- <laughs> I'll, 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 I'll protest a little bit into the idea that we're not too worried about certain civs taking advantage of that because I think the problem is that when civs can get the siege for free, or for reduced cost, or really powerful for a little extra cost, like it, it leans to making the meta very difficult in general. I, I don't know. There's there's a lot. It will be a rough time in the, yeah. in the latter. Yes, yeah, it's a rough time. Um, I don't Everyone know what the solution is, though. Everyone was surprised reading that, like, 
when when we saw that change, like uh, we were just gonna expect to to read down there at the Ottoman section, yeah, well, uh, Imperial Armory has been nerfed by X percent in production speed. Nope. <laughs> nope. Nope. Yeah. Not at all. Yeah. And so um, now, yeah, and so and, and, and it's and it's problematic. And I'm not saying that it isn't. And this does it's it's a change that's like supposed to be a general shift, and mm-hmm. then certain civs just aren't affected by it. And that's you know another thing that obviously is making me go, why? Yeah. Why though? Um, I mean, what, but this does, I just, what this does is it makes me now as, as a player, I am massively incentivized for immediately building a mango. Like, why would I not build a mango now? Like the moment I get the castle age, like that should be one of my priorities. Is, is it protecting it. I'm sorry. It had to be said. What was that? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, you're right. Why wouldn't, why wouldn't you build a mango now? They're unkillable. Except for by, you can one shot against 1500 resources. Yeah, that's just for me. I've gotten better with it. I've gotten better with it. But it's it's true. You try. It's, I try. It's okay. I try. <laughs> See, one of the most frustrating things for me. I just, my micro sometimes just completely falls apart. And I'm just like, no, why are you? No, 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 no. And I, I'll just start screaming yeah. at my guys like, defend the, stop. No, no. And then just pop every time. That's mm-hmm. that's like half my stream. If you guys want to hear me scream and, you know, uh, in, in in absolute agony at watching my units uh, like uh, reenact the ride of the three hundred, uh, just 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 watch my stream. Um, it's it's so sad. I get the skill issue thing. It, it happens to me. Uh, it happens to I think probably most people listening to this podcast. Yeah, it happens to Beastie, I'm sure, on occasion. Um, but it just I don't know. To me, it feels really bizarre to. Reduce the attack, increase the range, making an entire other springhold needed to one shot a mangonel when the mangonel is such a dramatic threat. Yeah. Um, well, like, again, and then, I and then like you said, that I begs do. the question what do you do? Build springholds, protect your springholds from other springholds? <laughs> nope. I, I honestly, we're, I, would make, alpha phase again. I would make more mangoes and let the mangoes counter the springholds at this point. They honestly, if you get enough of those suckers, they will at this point. Like making just well, more sure, mangoes. But that's massing enough of one thing to counter its counter if you have that, that dramatic of a, of a swing then your ego to kill the same amount of springles yeah i was gonna say i think i honestly think that mm-hmm. right now with the nerf to to with the nerf to springles it's worth just making more mangoes and just hitting them with the mangoes and hitting the springles with the mangoes i really think they kind of counter their own counter i mean obviously they obviously in a one-to-one they won't but like I, I, I don't know. I, I don't think cost. they do. Because not quite as not quite, much. But nest of bees are. I would agree. Mangoes. I well, n- nest of bees are ridiculous. But I definitely think like I definitely think like the, the point but, stands though. Like three springgolds will lose just two springgolds and a mango. Like that's kind of what I mean. Like like I, I don't need to make nearly as many springgolds as I do mangoes, right? Well, it just comes down to Springles micro. Still, so Springles two shot other Springles, mm-hmm. but three shot Mangonels. That's the been kind of everything else. Yeah, that's the. The issue is this: like, if you want to win the siege war, then you will end up with having to take two mango shots to the face while you clean up the Springles. And if mm-hmm. you want to win the battle, then you will uh, lose the siege war, and they can just make another mango. Yeah. Yeah. A lot um, of this boils down to 90. Yeah, they do two shot each other. That's crazy. I think one of the big things that this boils down to is uh, the role of Springolds in the game. I know they've been a contentious unit like ever since the they were, ever yeah. since they were killing all the knights. Uh huh. Forever. Yeah. Forever. You guys remember, remember that? Those are the good days. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. Great, for that little great flash days. On memory lane. Great. Great. <laughs> 
days. Um, I don't know. Off screen. Do you think there's a discussion to be had about reworking uh, siege balance and getting rid of Springles? I, I guess that I think doing that and, and hitting and drastically changing how you do water would create a completely different game um, where where water is built to interact with other units. Um, and it isn't just like oh, everybody has a suicide ship and things like that. I think this perfect symmetry makes just really awkward fights. And how do you uh, deal with mass uh, range then? Because you would have to nerf the mango type siege after yeah. that. Oh, for because sure. Because it doesn't have a direct counter anymore on range. Well, and there should be a counter to the range because I feel like it reaches a point where you get the critical mass of range and they can just snipe horsemen all day. Like it reaches a point where, like, having a main. I, I think the manganelle against range does feel good. Like, because it's. You can counter it with micro. You can have your range just walk away from the shots and you can out micro a manganelle shot. So I, I like the interaction with mangoes and. Uh, range. I really do. I like that interaction. I, I agree. I think that interaction, I think making it almost uh, almost easier to dodge Manganel shots as far as like maybe making just a little slower uh, so they're not quite hitting as much. That way if you're mickering archers they're not necessarily shooting and the Manganels are stopping them from shooting because the Manganels are shooting and they have to run but they aren't wiping the whole army and that makes us so it kind of makes these weird. Uh, it, it makes it more micro intensive, but it I makes would argue this, this higher, higher levels. Caleb, at, at at like a diamond and above, you kind of already see that. Yeah, I would say it's you balanced. Do. It's it balanced at that level already. I would say it's it's like at gold levels. You see just like big clumps of crossbows all just taking three shots oh, it's right so in the face. Good it, too. It, it's so yeah, good. I think like <laughs> mid to lower levels, you see that happen, and it, it maybe they would benefit from a, a rework. But at the higher levels, I think it's actually really balanced. That interaction is incredibly balanced. I think especially given the cost of the mangoes versus the cost of the archers and their damage per second. Um, I do take great yeah, offense think, to Zuganus being able to snipe with the ranged armor. Or I do take great offense to their, <laughs> their ability to snipe the, uh, the mangoes. That feels broken. That They, they should not. Zuganus yeah, should not be able to do that, first of all. Um, when we were having that, when I was streaming my, my review of the patch notes, right? I think that was you who came yeah. in and said, yeah, hey, that's, that's a great a great change because now Zuginu will no longer kill my mangonels. But you, wait up, like, Zuginu wait. already do minimum damage. Yep, yep. Yeah, I, mean, I, I was like, oh, finally. I was like, then I realized that. And I was like, oh, dang, that's right. So yeah, flat health this increase would be better. the one issue I wanted solved. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I think, I, I think, I honestly think removing springholds and, and giving everybody culverins is the better solution Interesting. Um, uh, by the way because okay because then you it, when you get to the fights where you have people lobbing long range trebuchets and stuff and you have to break that down you can use the culverins but before that point, if somebody sets up a strong trebuchet, trebuchet siege against you, it's difficult to break because that's the point. <laughs> The whole point of a trebuchet is to lob things from a mile away. And if you set up strong around it, they will slowly whittle away at you unless you can come up with a good flanking strategy, a counterattack to pull units away. And it kind of makes you have to think more strategically than bring out snipers, shoot the guy. It's over. Um, and then in the Imperial Age, you get your snipers that can do that. And it makes the, the Imperial Age fights a little more dynamic. Um I don't know. I just think Springles are just a, it's a mini Culverin and it's a really weird choice. Oh, yeah, because Culverins are very rarely used. 
is why when sprinkles yeah, are almost ever because sprinkles are cheaper and do the exact same job mm-hmm. why why have two units and have one do it better it doesn't make any well, I mean, sense to me. I, I will mention that uh, i think i don't know if uh Askel is gonna mention this but uh uh culverin's also got nerfed yeah plus 100 to now plus 60 so they lost 40 percent 40 percent of their damage essentially. but they shoot like over a second faster though which is the main the main yeah. issue of the calvin right now is uh that a calvin will no longer one shot a springled yeah oh that's ma- after that's after they have siege work that is awful that should not and oh. that means you can just spam sprinkles you do not need to make There's a call no, red because you will always be better off with a sprinkle yeah sprinkles are and now then the sprinkles are going to take the three sh- then, the, then you need more sprinkles to counter the other mangonel it's it's yep. weird it's, it's, it's a the weird, meta weird has been kind of I, I feel like they've kind of burned the meta down a little bit with this it feels weird I, I feel like most people just the solution is just try not to make too much siege but then the problem is ottomans are really powerful and you're seeing them on the ladder all the time so you're just there's no avoiding it. Um, that's this is not the only siege change. Might I might I add? We also have battering rams. Uh, they now cost only two hundred wood, but their health has been reduced from four twenty to three forty. They take an additional twenty percent damage uh, from melee attacks, and you can attack move with melee units will target target the rams automatically. Uh, the developer I like note: I, I think I like the changes to the rams. I think I do because um, it means it means Zushi can't quite as easily just Zuganu ram rush you as they could. It also nerfs the English longbow rush. Basically, all feudal rushes get a little bit nerfed here with the Rams, and it kind of makes late game a bit more interesting. Uh, the developer take note, away from here. What was that? But the, I think his feudal rushes have been massively buffed. But uh, yeah, well, that's true with the cheaper wood, but with more damage to melee. Attacks. I would be curious to see their cost analysis, kind of like we were talking beforehand, um, mm. because they took away eighty health for fifty wood. Uh, yeah, and well, made it twenty percent squishier against something. Yeah, but villager torch damage is gone, so now you're no longer incentivized to use villagers to torch down rams. They do a lot less damage. It used to be that the best way to counter a ram was to pull the vills. Now that's not the case. Sure. Spears will do the trick now. Um, the developer note on this yeah. says: following up from our previous ram changes, we're aiming to address the effective health of rams and reduce the viability of ram pushes without support units. With this change, we're making it so that melee units will not ignore rams with attack move, but ranged units will. Um, our goal is to tune the rams so that fighting them with melee units has a worthwhile return on investment. Along with reducing the health and cost appropriately, this should also help to reduce the population effectiveness of rams while remaining at one population. So, so what that means in terms of uh, stats is that villagers will now need one less hit to kill a ram than before. Really? Even with the changes? With the changes, like they got oh. minus two damage on the ram, but the ram lost like 100 health. I don't okay, know. Okay. I don't have 80 health. Yeah. 80 health. I guess. So basically rams have been nerfed. It's, like right, right. it's double nerfed. They got double nerfed and I don't understand why they do that. 20% extra damage from melee units and less health. I, hey, watched, I watched uh, Beal, uh, not to bring up that awful game of yours again, Beal, but um, <laughs> Come on, man. I watched you build like eight rams and they all just got completely popped. Like they just all got completely shattered as you pushed in. Like uh, any, and then before the patch, felt in that game because patch, it was also pushing into great bombards and it was, I had to bring eight Springles to compete at one point. <laughs> I saw it. It was oh. so brutal. I started making keeps and I was like, Beal. I, I literally said it in my show. I was like, why are you making keeps, dude? He's got three bombards. He's going to shred through those. This gives you nothing. I was like, sell the stone, buy gold. Like, no. I was, I was literally, I was hurting for you, Beal. I was hurting for you. Because before the patch, that, those Rams would have done it. That would have done it. That would have ended the game. That would have yeah. closed it out. 
uh, with this change. Uh, yeah, eight rams that Beal made. I kid you guys not. And and they all just got completely shattered by spears and sapahi. It was really sad to watch. Um, I want to nitpick well, on that. Sapahi like, murdering him makes sense, thing. but. Yeah, exactly. Like Caleb said, that's a good thing. If you push in with rams only, like if you don't have a support structure there to kill those units, then you deserve to lose those rams. Yeah. Like, I don't want to get killed by a Roos main who just uh, hits Imperial Age and sends 50 yeah. rams my way. Yeah, that's true. I'm sick of that. <laughs> that is valid. That is valid. This is a... It, but this it also shifts a, the... Go ahead. Uh, I was gonna say this is that was also the point of the game where Beal had won the game and just needed to close it, and he just couldn't yeah. close the game. Anyway, sorry. Go ahead, Caleb. Well, but he. <laughs> that's that's me. Is that a Ram <laughs> issue or is that a Beal issue? Uh, <laughs> that one's me. <laughs> it's. I don't like double nerfs. I. I really like don't don't like double nerfs. Yeah. Well, I think I was mentioning before uh, we hopped on that I like we we're going to talk about men at arms here in a bit and uh, we, balancing. We, we've discovered while making a, a literal spreadsheet in Excel. Thanks, Askeladd. Uh, we, we discovered there's, it's really hard to compare men at arms to men at arms because there are so many different stats. The damage per second. What's their so range armor? What is their cost? How long does it take for them to get queued up? What other bonuses and passive effects do they have? Um, what, what looks cooler? Which one has the coolest getup? Right? Uh, just kidding. <laughs> but like, in general, like oh, I, didn't, I didn't make a coolness list. I didn't no. make a coolness list. Uh, we could do that separately. Uh, but not another column, please. <laughs> <laughs> there was a lot of columns. But we were talking like, how do you balance stuff? Like, if, uh, should you even have? Should every single meta arm in the game be equivalently balanced? Like, maybe one has more health, but costs more. Should they all have exact parity or not? Uh, should should X have, not like? I was going to say, the, the short answer is no, they shouldn't, because look at water. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. It's, it's the ram change is good. They will die quicker if undefended. If you bring up horsemen to start shooting it and you don't have spearmen down there to help tank, it's, uh, you, you know, then, then you're, they're going to die. I think um, overall, it's a good change. Yeah, yeah, they buff the timing so they can be done just a little bit quicker, which is good. A little bit cheaper, maybe you can get, you know, it's a hundred less wood, so it's a fifty percent for two rams. It's a hundred less wood, so you're getting an extra half a ram. Didn't it um, used to cost yeah, two hundred wood? I feel like it used to cost two hundred. I think back so, the and then they increased it. And anyway, yeah. uh, it's it. It doesn't make sense why they increase the damage they take while reducing their health. They're going to just get nuked. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. 80 health is a lot. And Rams now they're getting, so quickly. Yeah. Yeah, they just get absolutely that. murdered. And so it's like you went, you made a really good idea, which was a stop Rams from being this crazy send them in alone situation. And you made it to where you go, how do I even use Rams? Why not just build more knights to, to torch something? Yeah. Down? You know what I mean? Yeah, I think that what this does is it's going to lengthen games, I think, because I think Closing out a game, because my, my, yeah, my idea is, is Rams closing are, out a game if you me, Rams are for two different things. Uh, Rams are for closing out a game after I've won everything else. I just need to tear down buildings. I'll usually do that in late castle or I'll do it in feudal if I'm going all in. I'll just I'll just eventually it's like, all right, I've he has no more military units. Just gonna build some Rams, tear, tear stuff down like we've won the game um, or in like late Imperial age when it's like, OK, we have a stalemate. We just need to break through the stone walls, send the Rams like right like uh, I think at this point, I, I'm looking at it. I think this is going to incentivize, and I need to start thinking about this. I haven't thought about doing this in a long time. I need to start making trebuchets. 
That is like yeah. what, that is now the premium uh, siege unit to take down stuff is Trebs. Like I, because now they can, can take more hits. Absolutely. They can take more hits from uh, Springgolds. They can, yeah, and you know maybe Trebs are back on the menu, and maybe uh, Bombards become more viable in Imperial Age again. Because yeah, I mean, right when I start training myself to move away from Trebs and bringing back Rams and using <laughs> those, they go and switch it up on me. So now I'm making Rams, and now I gotta read. <laughs> I don't remember the last I mean, time I made a Trebs. Shift. <laughs> that kind of a shift is good. The the going from a ram meta to a trap meta to a to a whatever. Mm-hmm. It, it, mm-hmm. That kind of shifting is the natural f- weave and flow of a li- live service type game where you're, you're adding patches over time. Why make rams useless by double nerfing them? Why make springles useless by double nerfing them? Because now you went from making the game interesting to going well. I have a predefined strategies that don't work anymore, and it's. You remove option, you remove viability, and you won't see certain, you know what I mean? You won't see people building three Springholds to kill two man, uh, one Mingonel. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make sense, cost efficiency-wise. Yeah. It doesn't make sense to build three Rams that are going to get two shot by four men-at-arms. You know what I mean? Same it's time, like, at what? the same time, though, Caleb, before, it didn't make a ton of sense to make a bunch of Trebs that were just going to get, like, three shot by three Springholds, like, one shot by three Springholds anyways. Because right. that would just happen. So... Like, I, I do see, like, kind of behind what they're trying to go for here. I do kind of see it. I think my my bigger problems are uh, the Springles are already in a weird spot. Uh, mangoes are, are just, I think, way more powerful than they were. I, I think Rams, I, I definitely, I, I think everyone who's listening to this, start making Trebs. I think that is kind of the, if you're looking <laughs> for a way to close the game out, yeah. get the castle, make Trebs. That is the answer now. If you can't torch stuff down with units, that's that's the way to go. Spears and Trebs. Mm-hmm. Um so I don't, yeah, because now we're going to use culverins and shoot them a hundred times. Yeah, like I, 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 exactly. <laughs> I don't think it's a terrible thing. I mean, that's a nerf to keeps essentially with the Trebs, right? I mean, the Trebs are going to be able to take them down easier. So like, and there's some ways I do like this changes in some ways. I think the problem lies in that some civilizations, Ottomans, um, are just <laughs> overtuned to take advantage of this way too much and didn't have mm-hmm. nerfs to uh, address that. And yeah, so, they didn't have nurse to address it, and they hit everything twice. I don't yeah. know why they hit everything twice. Yeah, so, it so, makes no sense. Yeah, you're you're. It's very big swing, um, and we've only just scratched the surface on things to go over here. Um, Tithe Barnes has been nerfed. Um, so this is like the age of nerfs. Okay, age of nerfs. Um, thirty food, thirty wood, thirty stone is what it used to be. Now it's forty food, forty wood, and ten stone. I actually kind of like that change. Less less stone in less imperial stone. age. Don't and, have mm-hmm. keeps everywhere. I yeah. like it. Yeah, then you're getting more yeah. food and more wood. I, I like that. That's good. Uh, Mongols, the Tithe Barn has changed from 60 food, 60 wood, and 15 stone. Um, they say late game stone generation has proven too effective at creating massive amounts of defenses, which can make late games feel slower than intended. We want stone to be a limited resource in the later stages of the game, so defenses cannot be amassed too much over time. And don't worry, now you can just trap everything down anyways. Uh, well, yeah, that's I was just going to say that this doesn't make sense in conjunction with the fact that they've done all these <laughs> things to incentivize trebuchets, because now you build a keep and you are now automatically going to be facing the things that counter keeps and you have less stone to do that, particularly. in the Yeah, game. but I mean, that's uh, trebuchets are also a big investment like trebs are sure. not cheap. So there's a lot of risk and reward that you're forcing your opponent into with that. So I don't necessarily hate that. And this is Tithe Barns. It's not like everybody's relying yeah. on Tithe Barns to get all their stone I mean, anyway. Yeah, right. well, it just, yeah. In theme, it just is a continuation of driving one direction for no reason. Um, Imperial Age economy upgrades. I do like some of these changes. Imperial Age economy upgrades. If anyone's watched the Age of Noob about like the 
the mining upgrades. The first two are worth it. The third never was. Uh, now, it is now 100% one of the first upgrades you get. It's yep, amazing. It is now actually the eco upgrades are worth it. It addresses the problem with it, too. I love this. So crosscut saw, which is, I think, the final wood upgrade, also provides plus five wood carry capacity in addition to 15% gather rate. That's big. Uh, Coupleation. Uh, no longer is it, I believe this is for the uh, for mining, no longer increases gather rate. Instead, villagers drop off 15% more gold. I love that because you're getting so a return just, on your investment. So hold on. Hold on. Bigger saws make it so you can carry more wood and you can conjure gold out of thin air. Is that what I'm reading? It's a game. It's a game, yes. Caleb. Just, just chill. If there's enough gold left to mine, it's a very worthwhile upgrade now. Yeah, I want to... I was actually playing through... Okay. I just want to throw out... I was actually playing through aoe one over the past couple of months um and their eco upgrades are very similar to like these new changes where really? the levels of eco upgrades i think the gold mining one just does the same thing it basically lets you generate gold out of nowhere um the wood upgrade everybody has english farms yeah some of them like increase carrying capacity for specific resources. Um, I know the wood upgrades in AOE one also gave like additional damage to ranged units. There's a lot of jank in that old game. I, if people want, they should totally check it out to just <laughs> see what that tech tree looks like because it is wild compared to the streamlined tech tree of AOE four. Yeah. Yeah, I want to talk about uh, a little bit, kind of give you an overview of what Agent Noob kind of said about the mining upgrade. So there's, it was a, before it just increased, uh, before this change, uh, villagers would increase their gather rate by like an additional 15%. So they're mining faster. The problem with that in Imperial Age is you're putting like, like a ton of gold into that upgrade for them to mine up the gold faster. The problem with Imperial Age is that there's only so much more gold on the map. So yeah, they're mining it faster, but they're just getting what's left out there faster. So you're going to get it, it, it like doesn't pay for itself. It doesn't generate more gold. You're just yeah. going to get what's left and then you're going to start moving into trade. So it's like, well, why would I just that mine it sense. faster when I get, I'm just going to float gold then out of nowhere when I could have used it earlier for something better. And then when it runs out, it costs trade. 700 and it costs gold. 700 gold. You're never going to get it back. There's only, there's only so much gold left on the map. That does not pay for itself. Whereas now getting 15% more gold means if there's one more 8,000 gold mine left on the map, you're going to multiply that by plus 15%. You're probably going to get, uh, if you find another gold mine on top of that, you're going to get your money back and more. So basically the development note here is exactly that. It says they want to make the Imperial Age economy upgrades more appealing for their cost, as well as reducing the number of villagers required to sustain a late game economy. This should lead to larger armor sizes and more fun. So I wonder if, uh, my question is, will that change the bottom line of how many villagers I am shooting for in a game if I'm going late game? Because normally I'm shooting for like 115 so. to 120 because that's what they said. Their their goal is that you should have less villagers. Does that mean well, now they're shooting for like a 100, 100 split? Are they going for like a 90, 110 split then? Because I so, usually shoot for 110, so, 120 vills until lately. Yeah, game. the answer is no, because um, uh, first and foremost, Every village you have is 15% more gold. Uh, so the more village you have, the more of the free gold you're getting. So it's not, um, I mean, obviously it's still limited to like how much is gold is there to mine, but uh, it's, it's, you technically, technically need less villagers to sustain that same amount, but you're also not really, uh, 
going to be taking advantage of that boost. You're just going, okay, I have less villagers so I can have five more men at arms or whatever. But that could swing battles, um, you know? It's it's also it, a boosting factor. Like, you are trying to boom out. Usually I go over, like, 130 builds initially mm-hmm. if I can uh, stay alive for it. <laughs> but are you like, yeah, so you're, it's, so, so it's your goal to, like, 120, like, 130. Is your goal then to... <laughs> yeah, rip Abbasids. They they have been in a sad spot. Uh, so then, Ascot, is your goal then to like float a ton of resources and then kill off bills, move into trade, and then just have a bigger military? Then is that like because because I'm thinking like a late mean, game, like eventually, go, sorry, if I'm rocking seventy military versus a hundred, I'm gonna be losing fights consistently until they're on my base. I'm losing map control. So you will also have like you're gonna lose fights consistently you say but at the same time you have a much better economy and if you have enough production you will always have 70 military at all times while your opponent will eventually run out of steam i guess but with this upgrade change if they're rocking a similar economy with these upgrades they can then they in theory they'd be replacing their military maybe not floating as much behind it because you're going to float resources doing this late game maybe they won't be floating yeah, as much but much if they the have point. a bigger military yeah but if they have a bigger military then they're going to be pushing in maybe they have that maybe that's enough to swing it you know like i don't know I'm just, I'm just it, it is a potential efficient but yeah because popular because in late game population efficiency is like the supreme with a hard cap of 200 that is everything in my mind like the pop efficiency is everything like the more who he who is more pop efficient yeah. is going to win so if they reach the point where you're mm-hmm. over mining yeah you've got 10k in the bank that doesn't do me any good if i can only field 70 and i'm consistently going against 100 units like i feel like yeah. there reaches a point where that like, maybe i don't go for quite as many bills i'm looking for pop efficiency like wherever that equilibrium is at because like, you're right i want to always have military and it's coming up the moment the front line dies like i want to be replacing my military every single time but i also want to have and maximize the size of that military so i can win better fights i think i think in theory you're correct but how many villagers do you normally have on gold like roughly what would be a number uh depends um i'm usually shooting for like 50 to 60 on food and then i've usually Mm -hmm. got like 20 30 usually end up having a ton on wood and then the rest will be on gold at that point or maybe i'll like what 30 30 on gold yeah so instead of 30, you need 25. That's five extra units um, because it's only for gold that this is increased for villagers. And so 15% of 30 is roughly 25. Um, so you get five extra units. If five extra units is winning you a battle, great. I just don't see that being I mean, if they're the Lombards. case necessarily. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Uh, I just don't see, I, I, I see it as a possible thing and it's good. I think it adds a little bit of variety and a little nuance. Um, I uh, just don't see that being like, oh my gosh, now I can have 20 less villagers on yeah, gold now. Yeah, yeah. but um, when, when we're talking like late game, like the difference between 70 to 75, if we're talking and, like knights especially or something like premium, yeah, that, it can, can, that can make sure. a difference. That, that, that was I would also like to like, recant I said, I'd like to recant my earlier statement. I looked at cupellation. Uh, it is the process of smelting something, uh, i.e. gold, to get better out, to get better gold from it. And so if you're mining it and then taking it home and dropping off more, it's because they're using this technology to get more gold out of what is mined. Um, so that actually makes sense thematically. I was crapping on it earlier, so. <laughs> well, I'm sure the devs <laughs> forgive you um, for the nuance and semantics <laughs> of the word. Um, 
Let's see. Learned something new. That's nice. Um, one thing. So bug fixes. Uh, I didn't realize this was considered a bug, but docks are no longer selected when using uh, select all military buildings hotkey. I use that hotkey. I, hate this. I love I hate that. This change. I love this change. Weird, yeah. It's such a crutch. You should not use it. I no, was training myself to no bug. longer use it. They and now I'm saying, back. They're saying it's a bug. And therefore, I'm saying that that was not the intention because I usually put my docks on like my zero hotkey. And I hate when my mil- I, I use all military hot because then I tab through. I think it's I think it's totally valid to have all military and then tab to what you want. That I think I, I think there should be multiple. I don't think everyone should be constrained yeah. to using the same exact hotkey as everyone else. I think it's good. I like yeah. having multiple options. I think it's an interesting the dock is an interesting building because it is both a military and a production building. Uh, so obviously what they're saying is they're classifying it as a as a like resource production type thing instead of a military building. Um, it is very nice because I was using it to set my rally points. And if I'm on a hybrid map, I am setting mm-hmm. my dog rally points. Yeah. Somewhere yep. in the middle of nowhere, yep. if I'm uh, too fast about it. I, I did that all the time. And I was training myself to try and fix that. And it was a frustration because I like the all military. I have it on my mouse. I, I, it's one of my favorite things to use. Um, I've really, I've played with it. So this is actually, this for me is really big. And I think it's going to be big for a lot of people because this game's already hard. I don't think we need to make it more difficult than it needs to be. This is, they're saying it's a bug. So I'm going to stand behind that and say this was a bug. It was not ever intended. They understood that. Or maybe some dev just is the same as me and just has always hated that it does that. If you're out there listening to this, thank you. Thank you. Um, I don't think I've ever touched the all military building hockey for the record. It's so good. You just hit it and then you can tap. Don't use it. It's a bad habit. (laughs) It's a fine habit because F1, 2, 3, and 4 are so far up there on the keyboard. I I, I lose my place. (laughs) If people have small hands, they need to be able to have that all military key. Soccer soccer to me. I appreciate it. I I think as a, I think it is a good uh, whatever change. It's fine. I think that using the all all army all military hotkeys button are fine choices. At peak, trying to sweat your balls off level, it is an inefficient way to do it because there are more efficient ways to to do things. But for the casual guy trying to play some four v fours with some buddies. And he doesn't want to try and sweat his balls off by hitting F7 and F5 and F2 at the same time to select three different buildings to build units. Uh, it's a great choice. And I think that change in the docks might have been causing problems. And obviously it wasn't intended. Yeah, I'm happy with but, it. But uh, yeah, I think it's a good choice. I'm I just not don't in think Conqueror 3 and I'm not choice. in the top 100. The top 100 aren't going to care about this. But for a vast no. majority of people who do play this game, I think they will be very happy yeah. about this. Um, this is yeah, a good I, change. You still shouldn't use it. <clears throat> um, you can fight me. Uh, horse archer units no longer. <laughs> okay, the, uh, right after this, we'll just we'll duke it out. You'll, you totally, you'll totally <laughs> it's like two a.m. Uh, two a.m. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Exactly. We'll do it in two hours from now. Even better. Get you real tired. <laughs> um, horse archer units no longer favor the front of formations. It will be protected by heavy units by standing behind them. Uh, so anyone who's a big horse archer guy, shout out to everyone who uh, loves horse archers. Um, that's a, that's a nice game. That's a nice change. That's a nice change. That makes sense. It's, it's you know? kind of just like a pathing almost. Yeah. Kind yeah. of decision. Interesting. Huh. Um, I don't. I don't even know what the next one means. So the next one go ahead is and talk about from it, the then. fires of hell itself. Um, I think I was. I mentioned in uh, Ask Let's chat that like I'm crying in the corner after this one, and that I'm like just chanting myself like the Pope may be French, but but Jesus was English. Um, because it says conversion and proselytization. No longer targets units who are blessed with Joan Dark's Strength of Heaven. 
basically you cannot convert units uh, of Joan when her when she heavens. blessing yeah. them Th thematically. I really like this. Like this, yeah. is, this is great. Yeah. You activate the strength. Of you are now like immune to uh, the enemy god. Your That's fine. Faith is like, so bolstered that you don't even care how wise, good the Why are is. we buffing Joan of Arc? Why are we giving her anything at this point? Sorry, I just had to get on my chest. She's she's hurt me a couple times, guys. Okay, I just. <laughs> this is this isn't Wololo though, right? This is the targeted one. Uh, conversion or is, is this Wololo essentially? Uh, this is okay. this is Wololo, so you can just charge your knight straight into a big conversion circle. Ooh, and he's and like, like, like do not trust you. that it's not mine. Yeah, yeah. I'm an atheist. Sorry, buddy. Yeah, basically that'd be pretty fun. Basically, you all get fedoras. Is that maybe great? <laughs> oh geez pretty much all right uh gosh um hand cannons you can now shift click and produce five at a time from uh archery ranges Didn't why was, was this no, I, it's I, a bug I, fix but also what why had that not been fixed before i don't know um they you know changed. i actually like that they put that in because i had people in chat when i read that and said yeah okay bug fix nice and they were like what you can do that yeah this is a mechanic if it's you mechanic. shift q something then yeah. You will produce five of it. It's such a good mechanic. It must have been a bug that was created later because there's no way this has just never been available and they're just now fixing it. That would be insane. Are you sure, though? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, how I, do I I've know? never tried to five stack hand cannoneers. I build men at arms, but <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I could see it being a thing. Who knows? Who knows? That would be wild. It'd be wild if it's been there. I mean, I can imagine high. I can imagine in a world. That high enough players like Beastie to Muslim, like Vortex, all those guys are like just hitting the button so just fast and queuing so fast. Because they can't build. But yet. like they're shift clicking, but they're also clicking so fast that it doesn't even matter. That they're still <laughs> it doesn't even matter. No, don't I, can even see, I can see a world where it just doesn't matter. Like honestly. Uh, and then lower level people like who are, are, are just don't know it's a mechanic. And so I, I can There's see, like this middle this. ground of people that hate life and then the top and bottom but end like are games, great. It's so rare that games go to Imperial anyways that you might not even... I mean, most middle bracket games aren't going that long. So I can see it being under the radar. I'm really curious how long that's been a thing. <laughs> Who knows, man? I, wouldn't it be funny if it's been like in season one that's been like a thing. I mean, can you imagine? Um, Landmark Town Center's Garrison Arrow Range has been corrected from eight to six tiles. Now, what this means, I've been told, is that it's not for the capital landmarks. That is your first landmark, which is the town center, is the capital town center. Landmark town centers essentially meaning Palace of Swabia and uh, the King's Palace. Are there, any others? Um, are there any others besides that? Those might be the only two. I think, think there are. The I can't two. think. I think those might be the only two. Um, they're the only two. Yeah, why they did they could have just specified that and be a little clearer. Um, but essentially, those have been changed from eight to six tiles to match all other town centers. Because then capital town centers updated the text to reflect their ability to detect stealth and disguises. And then non-capital town centers, they cannot detect stealth and disguises, so the shinobi can have uh, free reign. Uh, Interesting. I wonder why not... Wait, huh. is that what it says? Hold on. Yep, essentially. Non-capital, yeah. I wonder why they, I wonder why all is not an all-town centers thing. That's interesting. I think to make shinobi more effective would be my guess. And to make Musafati more guess, able to, to spam and attack. So I think those units probably need a little bit of a buff in those regards. They probably want Musafati. I guess, to, but like... Does it seem fair that the, the Musafatis can walk next to your town center and just murder your guys? I mean, if you put your town center somewhere stupid, I think it's what you get. Well, sure, but 
Listen, if you have like Listen, a Kremlin next stupid, to it, if you've got towers next to it for sight and vision, and your capital town center could see it. But I think, I think this, this is just in line. I mean, this is a passive and a tower, but a tower to... will see them still. So you could just put a tower huh? next to your town yeah. centers. Well, you so they increase the cost of building town centers by forcing you to build towers. Yet another nerd. I don't to want to defend that. <laughs> I don't want to defend my second TC. What do you? <laughs> I already invested so much. Stand there and be invincible. What do you mean? Uh, should they decrease the cost? Okay, with the garrisons having gone down, should they decrease the cost of TCs again? Lower that stone cost back down to three hundred. Was but wasn't this no? Was the landmark town center uh, arrow range always supposed to be six, and they're fixing it? That's what I yes. thought. Yes. This was saying okay. Uh, so this isn't like saying they should because they they were already balanced and assuming this would happen. Uh-huh. It didn't, and they went yeah, oh because they're because they're a landmark. So they must have ca- they must have had it labeled yeah. as landmark TCs instead of capital TC, and then other landmark TCs. Yeah. yeah. Anywho. Yeah. I think they should increase the health. Correct. Just a little bit. Correct. Defensive values. What? The numbers are just wrong on the displays for Stonewall. Is that what it's saying? Yeah, it must be. Uh, what was that, Askel? Do you think they should increase the health of town centers just a bit? The or? health of town centers, because have you seen Angelica's quiz uh, recently? Uh-uh. The one with, I think it was with Crackety. Uh, so it turns out uh, four mounted samurai in Castle Age can uh, kill a fully garrisoned second town center. I mean, I know Joan of Arc is 1v1. From 100 to 0. <laughs> She can one v one to keep, can't she? Yeah, I mean she, she can one v one to keep when you lost Cannon State. No problem. Yeah. Um, yeah, maybe town centers. I mean, I, I just think like Abbasid is just like D tier right now because of the town center meta being so much tougher for them in particular. Uh just I make units. See. Well, yeah, if you're Abbasid, that's uh, yeah. <laughs> Let's be honest, that's not as E. That's a, that does not play well with their uh, their landmark choices. Um there's a reason not everyone's playing Abbasid right now. I think Abbasid is very strong. I would say they are the minority that Oh my gosh. Get out of here. Second band of the day. Wait, wait, what did he say? I, I missed it. He said the Abbasid are strong. Oh. They're strong. The only reason you don't see them is because everyone's playing sushi and they suck against uh, the Zook Rush because everything sucks against the Zook Rush, except English <laughs> and Ottoman. <laughs> I don't know, man. I feel like they're having more issues besides being bad against the rushes, but they're really. having more than just those issues. Like, are they having? Are they particularly hurt by that? Yeah, but I think I think in general, Abbasid. Uh, they don't like the map pool too much. That could change now. Yeah, I think they need some I have a, help here. I have a question I want to ask after yeah? a patch notes. Okay, after the patch oh, notes, I want to ask. Okay, okay. okay. Well, don't forget. Yeah, yeah. Write it down. I'll try not to. <laughs> right, seriously, you probably want to open a notepad and write it down. You will forget. Um, <laughs> Uh, so we wanted civilization, civilization specific changes. Um, some of these are going to take longer. Some of these are going to take a little slower. Uh, Abbasid, uh, speaking of poor Abbasids, the Golden Age Tier 3, they corrected an issue where villagers were receiving 30% gather rate instead of 20. So now they are rightfully getting 20%. So that's it. That's all the changes. Poor Abbasid. Poor Abbasid. Uh, Ayubids. We're nerfing him again. <laughs> Give him another nerf. Back up the car. Beep. That's the only change they got to. It's just just that. HRE is almost just as sad. HRE is just as sad, let me tell you. Uh, Ubids. um, (laughs) Now, Askeladd, you were saying this wasn't enough. I actually do disagree. I think this was actually right on the money. I think Ubids are actually in a pretty balanced spot overall, especially given that everything is strong still. They're they're strong, but when you're going against Zushi and Ottomans every game, I don't feel bad about it. 
Um, yeah, okay. If you take the two strongest sieves in the, in the meta currently, and you, I mean, the meta is the meta. Okay. Any other sieve, then yeah. The meta is the meta. They, I, I don't, I still don't think it's it's that black and white. I think there's a lot of variation because a lot of people have figured out that you just got to match the castle with a Ubits, and you can, and most sieves can do that fairly okay. There are a couple of matchups they don't do well as well, but um, essentially, here's what we have. Uh, the advancement wing in Feudal Age, the time up, uh, if you click in Feudal, which most people don't unless you're on a water map, the age up time has been reduced from 40% to 20%. Okay. Uh, for Castle Age, going up to Castle Age with the advancement wing, uh, the time has been reduced from 40 to 20%. So it's, it's slower, it's, it's taking longer. And the resource discount has been reduced from 500 to 400. Um, I actually think it's a fair change. Um, I've noticed my castle timings are a little slower, but so there is some more of a window to defend, and I've had people defend it better. And I've also still been able to use my fast castle timing well, depending on what my opponent does. I actually had a Zushi player who went to town center and then tried going castle and uh, didn't make any military except for a couple of horsemen that I picked off. And I actually, I swept them. I, it was really fun. I was one of the most satisfying things in my life. Um, and they also nerfed the Imperial culture wing, advancement wing. I don't think anyone does that one, but it's 40 to 20% and the discount has been reduced 15 to 1350. Uh, they corrected an issue where the first Golden Age tier was giving 15% bonus to gold, stone, and wood instead of 10. So that's a bit of a nerf. That was never... It's fixing it. Dervish healing no longer heals units in garrison. Desert Raiders weapon range no longer fluctuates. Uh, transport ships, no one cares. Byzantines. Uh, Actually, unless you guys want to talk about Ayubids more. I feel like it's a fair nerf, and I feel like it's a lot more balanced than it was. I think it's a good amount of nerf. I think they should wait and see and see how it plays out before changing anything else. I think there's other problems personally, but I'll leave it up to you guys. They could think. nerf it slightly more, but buff their uh, late game potential somehow because that's yeah. kind of suffering. Mm -hmm. uh, that's my that was my other thing is I was a little disappointed to see no other buffs to any other like eco like late castle or anything else. There's nothing else going for them, so I feel like the nerf they were given is fair. I wouldn't. I'm glad it's not any heavy, more heavy-handed because there's nothing else going for him otherwise, really. Uh, especially late castle and imperial. It's just still haven't good. fixed the uh, blacksmith issue with that upgrade. Well, oh, right, oh, that wing's so annoying. Yeah, no, I don't think yeah. they have change. Change the tooltip or change how it works, please. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Byzantines. So, developer note right off the bat: we've been watching the development of the Byzantines carefully and decided that they needed significantly more nerfs. Just kidding. However, while we do aim to help bring the win rates of the Byzantines up, we do we do want to ensure that their overtuned elements do not go unaddressed. We do believe that the following set of changes will help them where they need it the most in the early game. I think, first of all, I'm really I really love that developer note because I think that means they uh, that to me shows that they do understand where Byzantines is at. I think that's a very good note because they do have some overtuned stuff in Castle, uh, but their feudal age really is really rough, and it still is even post this change. I think their feudal is still. Uh, in a rough, a, a rougher spot than most. Um, the hero siphons have been uh, made a little cheaper, but their health is a little cheaper. That's just to reflect the changes in the rams for all civilizations. Can um, we please just make them cheaper in the gold and just nerf down the fire damage a little bit? Like, I don't care. I don't want to spend 100 gold on a shitty ram that will kill, get killed in like 10 seconds. Yeah, yeah, I get that. Um, the big buff for Byzantines here, the cisterns. I, I do think this is a good change. I really do. The gathered bonuses have increased from 5, 10, 15, 20, and 25% to 10, 14, 18, 22, and 26. Um, the important part about this is the feudal age. It was 5% gather rate bonus. Now it's going to be 10. That is big. Their sister, Dark Age. You start off with an Order of the Dragon Aachen Chapel. 
Also, buff Order of the Dragon Aachen Chapel. What the hell? <laughs> uh, spoken like a true German. Um, yeah, the build times have been reduced from 20 seconds to 15 seconds. The stone cap has been reduced from 30 stone to 250 stone. Uh, starting flasks for the Cistern of the First Hill have increased from 1 to 3. The in maximum increased from 10 to 20. Uh, they decreased the amount of health restored from 250 to 150. Reduced healing duration from 10 to 6 seconds, improved the flask spawn rate from every 45 seconds to every 30 seconds, and reduced the unit cooldown from 45 seconds to 20 seconds. Pretty big, pretty big changes to the cistern, uh, the first hill landmark. I don't know how I feel about it. I don't, I don't know. Uh, someone more educated on Byzantine should tell me what to think about this. It's okay. It's okay? Okay. That's kind of what I was getting I'm, from it. You still don't want to build, it's like, it's kind of like playing burger. Like uh -huh. you don't okay. necessarily want to build it. It's it's like a winning condition. It's it's a playstyle choice. You choose to go for the gulp because that is what you're getting out of it, and then you need go to kill your opponent. Gulp. I love the <laughs> animation of gulp when you do drink. I think that's really funny. I, I do like it's, that a lot. It's really cool. Like the sound is lovely. <laughs> it is. It really is. But um, uh, yeah, I, I think it's you, a good you change. need to use it for the rush. I feel like because it's still bad late compared to the golden horn. Because the golden horn gives you so much resources for free. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, Grand Winery. This this landmark has shot up like a whole tier and a half for me. Uh, looking at it, it now acts as a mill and monastery and includes food, economic technology, econ economy technologies. That is a huge buff. This this thing is so much better than it used to be. It is now like an Aachen Regnitz mixed in one. This thing is is really good. Kind of the same thing uh, with the, as with the a, gulp now. You do you don't want to build Hippodrome anymore if you can no. avoid it. But yeah. I guess some there, you still will do it because you wanna you need to be aggressive timing, fast. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Is this the castle? I don't know. The no, this is, this is the feudal. feudal. This is feudal. The feudal one. Uh -huh. So then it turns into a monastery when you get to uh -huh. castle, uh -huh. and you can put yeah, relics wait. in it. It is. It is a. It's a good landmark. I think. It's no, I just was. I was like, I was, the, the mill part made me think. It was feudal, and then I was like, "So then it turns into a monastery." You just like get an early monastery, like I didn't understand That'd how that works. Yeah, no, so. no, it turns into a monastery, so then you can grab some relics. It's a good. I, I think as a landmark, it's a really good eco landmark. I really do think it looks good. It really synergizes well because you pop it on the berries, and you're getting the oil all ready for that. I, I think it, it, it's a good landmark now. I, it used to be. I see this. I originally, I, I feared the hippodrome initially when it first came out. Uh, as an Ayubids player, I was like, oh, geez, the Hippodrome is worrisome to me because that means I'm going to get pushed early and I just want to beat him to castle and then have fun. Uh, then I, every time I saw Grand Winery, I'd be like, oh, cool, this guy's just trying to play a castle game and take his time getting the mercenaries. I've got time. Uh, now, it, it's, a good, it's a good landmark. What can I say? It, it, I think it's right where it needs to be. I think there are other issues with Byzantine still. I think the problem is they just get rushed and feudal all the time. So it's, they have a hard time in general. Um, yeah, I think I like that change. I think it's a, I, I, to me, the Grand Winery went up an entire tier with this change. Does it also have monastery technologies or is it only the food ones? Do we know? Good question. I, I, I think, I, it, I think it's not 100% based on what it says in the patch notes. I, I'm assuming no. Okay, that's kind of what I thought, because if it didn't have if it, if it was a mill before and it didn't have the food technologies, I imagine they'd make it a monastery without those texts. I could see it having it, but I'd be really. If it did, it'd be really, it'd be really interesting because I don't know what else it does. But if it was a mill monastery combo with the upgrades, it does save you a decent amount of. Yeah, that's a little burst of wood anyway. Which you can turn into more olive groves and or production buildings or whatever. Yeah, that could be good. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, 
Uh, kudos to uh, Asklad. You nailed this one on the head last episode. Litmatani's shield wall damage reduction has been changed from 50% to 40%. Good job, Asclad. Good job. You, you guessed it exactly right. Um, Another one for the show. What do you mean, guess? Uh, oh, come on. <laughs> Asclad's like, no, no, I just know everything. You must acknowledge my brilliance in every facet, not just give me kudos for like, having an guys, accurate guess. Listen, listen to the podcast on Sunday night. They listen, they're like, hey, hey, change hey last minute change. <laughs> Asclad before ran in, punched the code in. <laughs> It's one Gosh. variable we have to fix. It's just one. <laughs> I heard Easy. This, for any devs listening, I really, really just, just just tell us that happened, please. Actually, actually, no, don't because an Asklad might his head might explode from being too big. So <laughs> too late. <laughs> too late. Oh, I'll no. message Socrates and he'll let us know, and nobody will tell Askeladd. <laughs> there we go. Um, the cistern dialecticus dialectius. Uh, the research speeds have been decreased from. 50, 100, 150, 200, 250% to 30, 60, 90, 120, 150. Essentially, uh, they did not like wow, the idea wow. that they did not like the idea that you could research steeled arrow in like 10 seconds. Um, and so they changed it accordingly. It was really overtuned. Uh, so that's a little bit less. It's still good. It's just not quite as fast. Um, still really good. Yeah, it's still really good, especially like towards the later end uh, in Castle and above. Um, Golden Horn Tower Landmark, they reduce the training speed from 50% to 60% reduction, uh, produces two Keshiks instead of three per batch. The developer note is that the Golden Horn Tower generates a bit too many resources per minute compared to other Castle Age Landmarks when considering their cistern water levels. Um, whatever that means. Just kidding. Um, <laughs> that's my line. Streltsy <laughs> uh, olive oil cost has increased. I hardly think I've seen Streltsy. I don't think I've ever gone Imperial Age with uh, Byzantine, so it's more expensive by a lot, just so you know. Vrengian guards are no longer selected with mercenary gulams when double-clicking. Uh, the Imperial Hippodrome, they corrected an issue where wolves would grant supply points. Again, whatever that means. Uh, just kidding. Uh, <laughs> Directed help text to state that workers generate olive oil to the percentage of amount of food carried. Um, the Akratoi defense, uh, they added it changes all villagers' weapons to a spear that deals plus one, plus two, plus three, or plus five bonus damage per age to the next to the help text. It fixed an issue where cisterns do not cost any wood to repair, and the surefire victory mastery now tracks units killed by Greek fire from a Dromon. Dromon, whatever it's called. So, so shout out to you uh, fellow mastery grinders out there. <laughs> I have like not done any of mine still. I need to go through and do that. I did so many of them. I uh, I forget what happened. I was sick or something, but I like didn't. I was like too sick to play PvP, but I was like wanted to play Age of Empire, so I just grinded masteries. Felt pretty good. Uh, Chinese Imperial Academy now produces Imperial officials with a thirty percent discount. Yippee! Uh, Docs. That's a massive buff. Yeah, that's a big that's buff. a good one. Uh, docs have decreased the work rate bonus from 20% to 10% bonus. Uh, improved the supervisability description to more clearly explain which buildings can be targeted. Uh, and they fixed an issue where nice. Chinese houses and villages would display a tax UI despite not generating any tax. All right. Oh, so wow. They just got an Imperial Academy buff. That's about it. Uh, I feel like, like the really dock bonus decreases might be pretty nice. Yeah. I don't know if that's enough to like contest the dominance that china has on water maps i hope um, so i think it might it might help only, a little bit i don't know i don't know enough about water like uh, unique things to other civs to know if that'll 
be a difference or how on par that is? So what was the water matter? It is uh, HRE, China, English, and Rus. Those, those are the water sieves. Do we just take China and down around? sushi now to an extent. Because all of those have massive eco bonuses or they have oh, uh, better ships. Uh, and Japanese have better fishing eco, but they don't really have any wood bonus. Mm. They do have the Shinobi, but that also costs you the... If they go Kura warehouse, warehouse, they're going to get uh, bonus wood. And if they, they, you got you to remember that that wood that they're not spending on... Uh, the wood that they're not spending on fishing ships, they're going to use later for for warships. So I think there's, I think they're pretty good. That yeah. with a Shinobi, they're they're good on water. I'd say, I mean, on a full they water are, map, they're very good hybrids. on hybrids. Not sure if they're good on water. On yet. full water, yeah, yeah, that, that's fair. And Ayubids were scary with their faster feudal timing for sure. Mm. I mean, yeah, they have the one trick they can play, but then they fall off. Yeah. <laughs> It's very timing based. Yeah, all and around. They, they've nerfed their timing, so that's a little less powerful than it was. Mm-hmm. Um, and those dang Chinese villagers can't fake their taxes anymore. That's exciting. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Delhi Sultanate. When researching the manuscript trade, scholars that are already garrisoned in docks will be properly counted as active scholars. This fixes an issue where the active scholar count would go negative, breaking Sultani, Sultanate research times. That's good. Uh, docs when destroyed will decrease the scholar count correctly if manuscript trade is researched and a scholar is garrisoned. All right, so no changes really, essentially. Uh, yeah, English, so English Wingard Rangers are now selected. With, you like what? No, <laughs> big changes for those who uh, pick Delhi into water maps. Uh, those, <laughs> yeah, me, those poor souls. <laughs> if you weren't suffering enough now you have to watch your suffering accurately all dozens of you out there (laughs) um there's more people than just me playing random all right is there is there i think maybe i had actually i I I want to see the bear. shout out to papa bear he i was talking and like raving at how much i hate jushi and he he uh, got uh he cued into me and then he randomed into jushi's it was really funny. Uh, it was actually a good game. I almost lost, and then I, I held just long enough with Roos to push him back. It was it was really tough. Jushi, that was before the patch. Jushi was incredibly cracked. Um, he did a good job playing it blind, too, because he doesn't really play Jushi. He was doing randoms. Um, English. Wingard ranges are now selected with select all ranged infantry hotkey. That's it. That's it. Great. So do we arrange units? They are selected. That's a that's a win, you know. Who doesn't go for Berkshire nowadays, though? Like for real. Do we think all twelve of the people out there that did it? (laughs) That other landmark uh, for English that's not Berkshire. Now that trebuchets are back in the meta, a bigger deal. (laughs) Think people will build those again? No, and then they might be able to use the Wingard. They might make Wingard Rangers when they do that, and they might use the all-range infantry hockey, and they're going to be pretty happy. The Berkshire That's is so like oppressive. It. The Berkshire is so oppressive. I don't know why you wouldn't do it still. I mean, mm-hmm. maybe if your opponent's, like, super turtled up, but then just drop a Berkshire Especially if they're it. being less long-term, uh, long-term uh, stone, too. The keep yeah. ones are going to be a little yeah, bit better. The keep, one, the keep landmarks are really good because you repair with, repair with wood. Yeah, that's huge. Yep. Um... French trade ships now correctly generate 20% more resources instead of 33% more. 
Finally. Oh my God, it was so horrible. <laughs> they fixed an issue where the Chamber of Commerce would skip one free trader if two or more economy technologies were researched in Dark Age. So not, nothing really changing too much there. Um, HRE. HRE. Uh, Japanese, right, right, we want ready? the sacred choice of the Japanese to be far more meaningful than... Sorry, HRE, they only have one thing. Sorry, I just... Yeah. Uh, HRE corrected issue where holy inspiration would be cast on enemy naval units breaking its animations. What? That's it. Would right, they Japanese. get inspired? Yeah, I guess they would accidentally inspire other people's ships. They're just trying to spread the word of God, you know? Oh, just, you get confused. You didn't know who you're praying for. It was a mess. It was fine. <laughs> you get seasick out there. You just... You, you, yeah, yeah. Okay. God is uh, all knowing. Priests, non-biased. You know, right? they... Indiscriminate... All right, Japanese. <laughs> Japanese. Developer note, we want the sacred choice for uh, the sacred choice for the Japanese to be far more meaningful than your landmark selection, which, which and which monk skin you get while providing a needed buff to the Japanese. We hope that this rework offers more distinction between the two choices and more strategic options in the castle age and beyond. Before I go continue further, I just got to say they tried doing it. They failed doing it. Um, Yoda Shido are too good. The floating gate is still meta. Anyone telling you otherwise is smoking something really good, and I'd like to have some. Or oh, named Ascalon. I, I, I disagree. Really? I disagree there, you know? All the, do you no, really I think disagree? That, I think really? Both, both choices are viable. I still think the floating gate is much easier to use because you don't do not need to invest. Your tempo will stay high. And I mean, you're mostly playing fast castle these days. So uh -huh. yeah, you kind of want the tempo. Yeah, I, I, I'll be honest. I just don't see that. I, I, I like some of the changes, but the problem with the Buddhist uh, monks is that they it's not an area of effect. They only target one unit at a time when they do their debuff. Yeah, so but it, they're really good. Like the debuff is very good and now they are actually like unit. not trash. But it's one unit and you're in Castle Age where there's going to be dozens and dozens and dozens of units. Like if it was like a Feudal Age thing, then maybe. Use but, it against Order of the Dents. <laughs> that's like the only, okay, that's what I was going to say. It's only going to work against civs like that. Like that's the only time I could see that being really preferable. Uh, because having one unit debuffed just doesn't do it for me. I'm not gonna lie. I, I it's that just doesn't do it. I'll, I'll I'll try to be the advocate of doom here. Have you ever lost a game to like five knights? I'm better than that, Askeladd. I don't know what you're talking about. I have. okay. <laughs> I I have. Yes, <laughs> yes. I suppose I have. But by the time I no, get you mentioned, in they were doing sixty percent less damage. Here's the problem. When I'm losing, it's not because there's five knights. I'm losing to five knights in feudal age, not when I'm getting to castle age. Oh, I mean, I'm losing to them in castle age still. Well, that <laughs> makes mean, one five of us. knights though. I, I just feel like I'm going to get a lot more than five, like to the point where it, I don't know that it would be enough for me. Where I could just yeah, have I better think, eco, I think better the production, better tempo. Really good like if if it would target AOE, then they would have to massively nerf the yeah. amount of reduction that that does. I'd be okay with that though. I feel like that'd be more useful if everything just had like a minus five, minus ten percent buff. I'd be more on board with that, especially considering you get the bannermen you fight back with that are giving you plus fifteen percent. But then you'd also have to make it like uh, a uh, cooldown ability because mm -hmm. otherwise they'll you are going yeah. to constantly debuff the entire like enemy that. army and that's like not that. cool. I'd be down for that because then it benefits, it's going to, you know, give a bonus to people who can micro it. I like that. Take skill to have really good buffs. I, I'd be, I'd be, down, I'd be okay with that. Because, all right, well, let's actually get to the Shinto Shrine changes first here, then we'll talk about it. So the Shinto Shrine, uh, Shinto Rituals, increases the Shinto Priest's healing rate by plus 60%, health by plus 40, and move speed by plus 15%. 
That's pretty big. Okay, so these three, let me preface, these three technologies uh, replace herbal medicine, piety, and tithe barns. Uh, so the Gion Festival, all buildings gain a plus two line of sight. Every three minutes, all economic units heal for 100% of their max health over three seconds. And Bunde uh, increases the maximum number of Yoroshido by plus two, immediately spawns two Yoroshido at the floating gate. That's uh, going to be Imperial Age, of course, replacing tithe barns. I like those changes a lot for uh, the Shinto Shrine. I think all three of those are really good changes, really good uh, technologies to have. Yeah, yeah I think all they're... the normal techs into one. That's cool. And then there's I think... unique techs. Uh, the Geon Festival seemed weird. All building line of sight is good. Three minutes healing eco units to full health. Like That's so useless. Yeah, like, I don't know. I'm not saying that having an injured villager is, like, great, but if, you get if he's tech, injured... You get it for line of sight. I don't know. I've seen a lot yeah, of guys basically. who uh, will try and raid and then be like, I thought I killed more villagers than that, and they just got a bunch of half-health villagers. I think it'll do more than you guys are giving it credit for. I really do. Like, may maybe at the low end. I'm not convinced it'll matter too much. Middle well, yeah, and yeah, and that's, that's probably fair, but... If, if I ask you in a year from now and you went this tech, like, pretty much every game you went for it i still think you will have saved less than 20 villagers with it yeah probably but that plus two line of sight the fact that it also has the plus two line of sight i think the combination yeah is well that's that me. that's the upgrade yeah that's yeah. that's the whole upgrade. it's just a nice bonus i mean if i get an extra 20 bills you know 15 percent more on car insurance you know that's up over time percent or more hey if, if i'm floating by switching resources in him i'm shit. getting that by switching to shit though <laughs> 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 if I had a good Geico Gecko uh, uh, voice, I would definitely do it. But I don't want to offend all of our English or Australian. Or where is that Gecko from? Shinto, save you 15% or more on your villagers. <laughs> would you build do a bunch Buddhist of... Zen monks get 25 gold every 60 seconds? <laughs> Whoa, no way. Where'd this come from? Uh, by the way, Zen, Buddhist monks generate 25 gold every 60 seconds. Uh, Nihon uh, upgrades Buddhist conversion to Nihon conversion, which was has 25% shorter cooldown. An additional and additional improves and additionally improves nearby allied units movement speed by plus 25 percent when cast I'd, I'd like to report a bug on one of the notes yeah like a, a typo uh, we have a, a butchering i almost lost my brain i felt like i was having a bit of a stroke there uh five mountain ministries buddhist temples automatically cast so sutra on a nearby enemy every six seconds what the heck is temple of doom temple of doom let's go it's it's great. I, I love that. I tried to use it the two times I played Japanese since I didn't really notice it because like so, we were already winning. Would the, the strap be to like build Buddhist temples like close to the front lines where you think you might have to have a battle and like have that cast it? Time every to do time? That. It's so bad <laughs> to do awful. that, but it, it's so fun. Like the, the temple actually didn't start debuffing units. It's <laughs> It's weird. Of doom. <laughs> it's 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 like a makeshift cruel tie. It's great. Oh, that's a except it can't move and it doesn't hear units and it's yeah. Listen, yeah. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> if if you are the person who built forward mosques as Delhi to heal your army up, then you will use this tech. So the the dozens and of you who do this healing mosques are better. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Um. Okay. Buddhist monk. The conversion ability has been renamed to Buddhist conversion, uh, and the description has been updated to properly indicate that nearby allies gain a plus 20% damage for 20 seconds when Buddhist conversion is cast. It's kind of cool. 
uh, Buddhist temple now has a built uh, built limit of five, including the Temple of Equality. They don't want you spamming this everywhere, including the Temple of Equality landmark. Uh, town Center <laughs> Rockets. I was going to build a wall of temples. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can't anymore. You only, you, your limit is four new temples on top of the landmark. Um, the Town Center Rockets range has decreased from nine to eight tiles. Uh, hand Cannon Air has been renamed to Hand Cannon Ashigaru. Uh, which matches the uh, Ashigaru, uh, the Yumi Ashigaru, which is the uh, the Bowman. Uh, the Koka Township will no longer instantly spawn a shinobi, but instead it queues in production for free when the landmark completes construction. That's actually a good change. The developer note says why here. On hybrid maps, My shinobi early. timing doesn't give other civilizations reasonable time to establish an answer when scouting the landmark and responding to shinobi's sabotage ability. Um, I think it's a good change because I, I think you'll still fear this, but it's not going to be, oh, they got up instead. I can't. I just lose water to lose feudal. I think that's an okay change. Uh, the Tanagashima gunsmith updated DY to show the current number of stockpiles available to spend. That's nice. Thank you. Buddhist monks will no longer leave their stand ground state when casting Sohei's Sutra. They corrected an issue where Sohei's Sutra would be cast on enemy naval units, breaking its animations. Uh, Koka Township. They corrected an issue where the free shinobi would not travel to rally points. That's annoying. Glad they fixed that. Uh, copper, man, there's a lot of changes. Copper plating technology, they corrected an issue where the bonus was displayed by plus 2% instead of plus 2 fire and ranged armor. That's, that's a big difference. Uh, the floating gate will no longer fail to create a Shinto priest if players are population blocked. The Shinto priest is now, now stays in the production queue until population room becomes available. That's, that's a good change. Uh, corrected an issue where ranged cav were not benefiting from the Uma Bannerman auras. Uh, Correct an issue where melee infantry and cav charge attack was not benefiting from katana banners. Ono Bugeisha uh, no longer share formations with men at arms and now are now ranked behind. Shinobi now shares a formation with Ono Bugeisha instead of men at arms. Castle of the Crow treasure caravan is no longer selected with the select all units hockey. Well, that would have been really annoying. Uh, fix an issue where not that you use. I guess you don't use select all units unless you're being silly. Uh, fixed an issue where free villages from Daimyo upgrades wouldn't benefit from upgrades. The transport ships with Bannerman now properly reduce their maximum count when this ship is destroyed. And corrected issue where researching Odachi would increase the weapon's range of samurai. And Shinobi updated text to reflect health regeneration bonus and what can detect Shinobi disguises. Poof, that was all the Japanese changes. Any other final comments on that one? A lot of fixes. I um, think uh, Samurai will now be slightly worse than before. They're still going to be pretty good. We're going to see that they're still pretty good here after the break. We're going to talk. I about think this weapon time. range thing that was bugged, like, was uh, nobody noticed it because you had Bugesha in your army usually as well. Mm -hmm. And then you didn't really notice that they were attacking like a failing spear. But like, that is such a big deal for melee units that makes them so effective. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right, it's everyone's favorite girl, Jeanne d'Arc. Changes to hero Jeanne d'Arc. Um, she no longer gains experience from wolves. Suck it. That's a buff to me. That's a, that's a <laughs> less thing I have to think about. Uh-huh, uh-huh, sure it is. Sure Trying to remember what those wolves are? Don't yeah. even need to use brain power on that anymore. Just get <laughs> Did that you have to use brain power? Yeah. Bill, you'd be great in PR, man. You'd be great in the PR field. Yeah. Everything's a win. <laughs> That's my, it's a buff to, to those who, uh, it's like, ah, damn, where were those wolves? I know I remember seeing wolves. Where were they? 
Oh God! Don't need to think yeah. about that anymore. We if Bill no worked in HR, he'd be the guy going, "Listen, we're cutting your pay, but it's a buff to you guys because you don't have to worry about spending all that money." And you, you know, <laughs> yeah. I'm it's buffing your available your free time because you're fired. <laughs> we're simplifying. You have so much more time to spend on Age of Empires for because you won't be here. Um. The honorable heart damage reduction has been reduced from 50 to 66 uh, to 45 and 60%. Um, okay. Uh, tier 2 Archer Jean d'Arc health has been increased by like 25 points. Uh, tier 2 Archer Jean d'Arc move speed has been increased by half a point from 5 to 5.5. Uh, a Holy Wrath damage has been reduced from 35 to 30. If you're still going for Archer Jean d'Arc, I don't know what to tell you at this point. Um, I've, I've only buffed. It's okay in early feudal for harassment. That's about in it, though. Probably ninety-five percent of cases, you still want to go melee on dark. Yeah, I agree. Uh, what the five percent cases where you don't, <laughs> where you I'm kind curious. of like play a power rush or something, and you just oh, okay. uh, poke, 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 poke from outside. That sounds like fun. I think I've gone to the dark side with tower rushing. It sounds like fun now. I think I've been tower rushed enough times. I've become jaded. I think I need I therapy. Think, I think I've always been fun for the guy playing the English doing Village it, Rush yeah. instead. I like uh, I okay. I really like the English Villager Rush. I think it's the best thing to do to Dushi. I think it's so fun to do like the, like sibs that aren't ready for it and deserve it. Really fun. Big fan. Big fan. Do you do your best Doctor Depson impression? Um, I don't know if I could. To be honest, I don't know if I I could <laughs> talk enough to be able to do that, but. That's something he says a lot. I mean, you're good. already using his main strategy, so I guess you'll find. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, it's so evil. Uh, tier three. He used to will rush gold players in team games. Oh man, that's oh, rude. Boy. That's he evil. would vill rush every time he every time he'd fight somebody he knew he would vill rush as well. That too. <laughs> uh, tier three melee Jean d'Arc health has been reduced from 450 to 360. Uh, tier three melee John Dark armor has been reduced from five to four, and uh, her damage reduction has been re- in tier three has been reduced from twenty to sixteen, and her charge damage reduced from thirty to twenty four. Uh, tier three ranged John Dark uh, has health been reduced along with her damage reduction. Um, tier four melee uh, damage has been reduced from fifty to forty, and uh, her ranged uh, in tier four has been reduced as well. Uh, tier four melee John Dark armor has been reduced from six to five. So uh, companion equipment, the Castle Age, costs increased from 175 to 500. That's a big, big increase. Um, Moved from the keep to the blacksmith, however, though, so a little more accessible. Uh, Increases health and damage of Jean d'Arc by plus 25% at tier 3 and 4. That is an incredibly big buff, though, when you get that ability. Um, Makes sense why they increase the cost. And increases Jean d'Arc armor by plus 1. Developer note, we're aiming to reduce Jean d'Arc's effectiveness in the Feudal Age. By one, slowing down tier three by reducing the XP gain from wolves. Two, reducing the base stats of Jeon Dark in tier three and four. And three, changing companion equipment uh, castellage to restore the lost stats. Additionally, we're tuning down the damage reduction from the Honorable Heart to help with ridiculous situations where she can solo a keep. We have plans to rework the damage reduction mechanic in a later update as well. I hope they address my one issue with Jeon Dark, which is that she's still not fun to play against. Um, be nice. Yeah, that that's okay. Are we been talking how we really want to have like the bounty go to the other player or have some kind of like fix that buyback thing? Um, that's not addressed at all in this. Uh she is nerfed though, so I guess that's kind of nice. Uh yeah, Jean Dark will no, changes. 
yeah, I do like the changes. I just wish that last one was there, and then I'd be, I would never have a complaint again, I feel like, with John Dark. Um, she'll no longer use ability charge pro progress or cooldown progress when leveled up, garrisoned, or killed. So she doesn't lose that. So that's kind of a small buff, I guess. Uh, John Dark abilities can no longer be interrupted by auto attacks during castling. During casting, sorry. Um, <laughs> Divine Arrow ability shows an improved error message when trying to target Gaia. Uh, Holy Wrath no longer damages units in garrisons. Divine Restoration no longer heals units in garrisons. Uh, corrected an issue where John Dark would gain experience from sheep. Uh, included the damage tiering information of John Dark's Holy Wrath and Divine Arrow abilities in the tech tree. And keeps are now selected with select all military buildings to make John Dark's companions easier to train. Now, I think sheep are pretty cool. I'm not convinced we need to change that. Yeah, no, I think I think there's a lot of experience from working with sheep. I think it's a, a very um, I unfortunate. Think, I think if she got double experience from sheep, soccer in my player. Might I say they probably should give bounty back to roost for sheep? They are very hard to grab. And let me just say they're very elusive creatures. I don't know why they ever got rid of. Them. Just kidding. Just kidding. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, starting to twitch when you said that. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Mongols improved wheelbarrow maximum number of resources carried increased from seven to nine I don't know that many Mongol players oh, ever go for right improved wheelbarrow even before even with this change I don't know that they're going to now I don't know if that's enough that's the only change for Mongols though any Mongol players in here with us today? I don't know if anyone really plays Mongols who plays Mongols and Mongols yeah I don't know um, order the dragon we're almost through this we're we got a couple more sips here we're, there's a with all, you know, these patch notes are taking longer now. There's like a million more sieves in the game. Uh, Dragon Villager gather rate bonus is increased from 25 to 28%. Nice. Um, that's nice. That's like essentially getting one extra villager for every 75. I don't know if it's enough, to be honest. Uh, if you hit 75, that's good. Um, we're at Dragon Villagers. Dragon Villager rate gather rate bonus is increased from 25 to 28%. I don't think it's enough. That's not enough of a change. It's Order the second well, change. But remember, it, but it's, it's a nice like, change, but it's like yeah. one extra villager for 75 out of Does every 75. It, it's, it's, do we know if it stacks with upgrades? So are they getting 20, 28% on yes, the flat does. and never is? So, okay, so then it would be 3%. And then when you buff their gathering or something else, it's actually a 3% additional. That's why your Ahanshepel is so crap. Yeah, like it does stack with the fact that you have better villagers and uh, well, it's a multiplier to it, but still it's still bad. Yeah. Yeah, it's fine. It's just interesting. Yeah, I, no, I don't the underlying problem of the Civ is uh, that you're very limited in what you can actually do. As Which in, is like, good yeah. news for me because I don't have a brain. You you just build feudal age men at arms and run at them like that is that is literally I think the best strategy that the uh, dragons can do outside of going How dark age experiment you. that you can do before that. I think dark age experiment. The is dark age the experiment is Chad. He's such yeah, a you just do that before you run at them with men at arms. You yeah. just uh, run at them with dark age experiment, maybe tower rush them, and uh, then you add in men at arms behind that. Because after that, it's like, eh. All your economy feels like you're walking through more or less. It's horrible. I, yeah. I, I, don't, I don't like your tone. <laughs> am, I, am I speaking too much truth? I'm sorry. Truth hurts. You can't handle the truth, Caleb. I can't. It's no, true. Really so it's shut so up. Dramatic. 
Uh, Gilded Lance next. The health is increased in the Castle Age from 170 to 180. That's kind of marginal. And health increased in the Imperial Age from 2 to 210. Um, 2 to 210. So, yeah, that's nice. And damage is Make the ram fill it with Gilded Lance Knecht and go... Make it a pinata of no, death you and You can't do that anymore. The ram explodes, Askeladd. You count on yeah, that, but and then... it, will, it will now draw melee units to it. Oh, I love that. I unironically absolutely love that. Someone please do that. I want to see a video on Reddit tomorrow. Please. <laughs> we will we will use their greatest weakness against them. That's actually super cool. That's that would be such a heads up play. That's so funny. Just Those run the ram in there are. to have all the guys surround and then unload in one shot. The problem is, though, that's is that they're going to totally see that there's 16 to 16 in that <laughs> on the number above it. They're going to totally Those are just uh, spearmen, right? Oh, wait, they're dragon spearmen. Maybe that's scary. Dragon lance neck, just gilded lance neck coming out and just like, oh, dude, that'd be so funny. I mean, there's little they could do that's about it. Good. You could just drop them on like, uh, that's a fun idea. I like that. Uh, Bodkin Bolt's damage bonus versus Siege increased from 10 to 20. Nice. Has been so they like, 10, really so don't need Spring Ult? Really, no, it literally just, just stays the same because the armor's been increased by 10, so it just it just matches that. <laughs> um, Shut up, let it be a buff. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that makes it feel better, Caleb. Uh, El- Such a buff. The Elsbach Palace uh, damage reduction buff is now behaving as intended. Spearman with the dragon. Whatever that means. Yeah, whatever that means. But Spearman with the dragon fire upgrade no longer deal damage to nearby allied buildings when attacking. <laughs> I could not even figure out what the splash damage was using that. Like, is it literally splash like? Splash damage is amazing. I ca- I couldn't even see it happening. I don't know. Like, what's the radius? It's like uh, like uh, two tiles. If you burn farms, it's like super apparent. Got it. Also, so it's like I, uh, I find it hilarious to to realize that maybe someone killed their allies keep drop with that while oh, burning houses next to it. Oh. <laughs> That'd be okay. so funny. Uh, Corrected an issue where elite gilded knights would lose war horses enhancement uh, when tearing up from veteran gilded knights. And that's it for Order Oh, Dragon. weird. Yeah, weird. Huh. Uh, Ottomans don't have a lot, but they've had a lot of the other buffs uh, are direct buffs to them, essentially, uh, with all the, the changes in siege. But also, that's not all. Uh, Sultani Trade Network, free traders increased from 2 to 3, increased trader garrison slots from 6 to 10, and reduced income of each trader from 28 to 24 gold per minute. This is overall a pretty big buff, I would say. Having passive gold be able to just pop inside your uh, trade, that means you can generate up to, uh, what is that, 240 gold a minute? If you I fill mean, it up. generation is still not great because it's not pop efficient, but like mm-hmm. it's it's now a much better landmark just because yeah. you get the free trader. There are instances I could see where people would want to go for that. I could see instances where that would be beneficial. Um, it is now no longer always go for the other one. Yeah. Although I still think the Minaret Madressa is better. Yeah, I would say nine times out of ten, the Minaret Madressa is still probably the way to go. The free food is is hard to stop. Um they also fixed an issue where the elite Sapahi upgrade was taking longer than intended to research, reduced from 90 to 60 seconds to match other elite upgrades. Um, Bruce, so is the, or, what? Was, the, was, was the fix that it was taking 90 instead of 60, or did they fix it and then change it from 90 to 60? Um, I think they, it says fix an issue, and then comma, reduced from 90 to 60 to match other elite upgrades. So maybe they just, I don't know. Not always very clear. Huh. Yeah, interesting. Um, Roos, the wandering town ram damage increased, uh, increased, reduced from 50 to 25%. So Roos Ram Ranch is uh, significantly nerfed good. with that and the other changes, which is it's good. 
and um, other we changes. We talked about major nerfs last episode, and that I completely forgot about Roos Rams. Yeah, that um, was, that's warranted. I think that's a warranted, a very needed, very good. I mean, that with the other changes to Rams means that's basically just a dead strat now, which I'm okay with. I'm okay with. It was kind mm-hmm. of annoying when Roos yep. would pop out 40 Rams, and it's just like really nothing else but Rams, only Rams, really. Um, yeah, I'm dead. Yay. Yep, basically. That was my favorite website, Only Rams. Only Rams? Oh, yeah, I love it. Uh, my wife doesn't like my go on there, though. <laughs> <laughs> Gosh. Not a big Roost player. Uh, I, I mean, I, I actually I do play a bit of Roost. I just don't play evil like that. Yeah, she. Oh, she. Yeah. Um, Zushi's Legacy. Uh, Song Dynasty. So, Zushi's. Um, they, okay, I, I want to say I did, I was chatting with the developer on this, or he hopped in my chat, and I, I was talking about this and wondering if it had been fixed or if he was where. And apparently this was fixed. The, the bug, it's not going to be in the patch notes, but the bug where the meditation gardens would get torched down and you'd rebuild it and it would double the passive income it had. That actually has been fixed, even though it's not mentioned in the patch notes here. Um, he mentioned, he told me that. that was guys. Fixed. Just too embarrassed. <laughs> too embarrassed <laughs> like, to talk about it. We shipped Zushi with this. <laughs> and nobody about it. Mention it, please. Uh, yeah, I'm you don't talk about Fight Club. I'm surprised that it wasn't mentioned. I don't see it in the patch notes here. Maybe it is. I didn't see it. Uh, but he, he told me that. Uh, he told me that it did. It was fixed. So uh, before anyone freaks out that way, I don't talk about it after the fact. Thank goodness that's been fixed. Uh, that was broken. But does that still... make this the first honorable mention in a patch notes? Maybe. Is this like confidential information? He, no, he said Are it in my stream soon? in chat. Uh, so, so you know, I, I won't name him just in case, you know, any NDA issues. But I can, I, 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 I got uh, Larry. No, no, it wasn't Larry. Uh, I, I, I did get some, uh, some, some info on that, which I'm very happy that he uh, told me that because I was very concerned about it. As a concerned citizen of the AOE community, I, I was very worried about this, and uh, those fears have been put to rest. I have, full, I am fully on board with our, uh, our dev overlords. Um, <laughs> Anyways, uh, Song Dynasty. Our parent teacher board was really worried about this. And we were. <laughs> the, the Song Dynasty building wood discount has been reduced from 40 to 30%. I don't know if that's enough. Um, I'm going to There's still an S tier sieve, but yeah. There's still S tier. It probably needs to be more. Um, this, I feel like this is like the sieve they put kitty gloves on. I feel like to, to Caleb's point about the double nerfs, I feel like with both uh, JD and with Zushi's, they've had kitty gloves with these and been just kind of like tiling them in slowly whereas for other things it's like huge nerfs right um i feel like this definitely could maybe be a bit further song dynasty bonus has changed from affecting non-military buildings to affecting economic and population buildings the discount now applies to the following buildings lumber camp mill mining camp granaries farms town centers houses villages and markets they could have also just said it no longer affects towers thank you yeah that would have been a lot easier (laughs) huh yeah uh meditation gardens range has been reduced from nine to eight tiles Correct. It's. I probably could still use a bit more, but whatever. It's. It's an earth. We'll take what we can get at this point. Meditation gardens resource generation reduced as follows. Um, berry food per minute reduced from eight like to what six. What we can get? Like we're just begging for scraps for nerfs. Feels like it. With two cheese, it feels like it. Um, they give us a tile, guys. It went from S plus plus to S. I mean, I don't know what you want me to tell you. Uh, stone mine resources per minute have reduced from thirty to twenty-five, and gold mine resources per minute reduced from thirty to twenty-five. It's like negligible, but it's 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 good. It's a nerf, but eh, it's a nerf, I guess. Uh, Zushi's library, the cloud of terror area of effect, reduced by 0.125 tiles and increased the damage to fall off. Uh, the dock work rate bonus uh, is decreased from twenty to ten, just like the regular China sieve. Zushi's library, it is no longer possible to queue more than two technologies at Zushi's library. 
Thank you. Was that like a, you had to meet a condition to do that, or was that just a stat you could just do? Like, it's like said in the tooltip, you were only left. meant to get two of the four. I think it's four. It's four? Is it, or is it five? I can't remember. But um, you were only meant to get two, and you could get them all. Because you could like queue them up, and then you then then you couldn't click on them after two. Or there was just no limit. Like, didn't matter. Yeah, that's interesting. So bad. Glad that's fixed. Uh, that's needed. Uh, Tang Dynasty no longer reduces the wonder cost. <laughs> I guess. Thank goodness. <laughs> I really hope. I don't think I've seen a single game go that long with uh, Zushi, unless it's like maybe a multiplayer game. Uh, corrected an issue where Yuan Dynasty discount did not apply to the Yuan Raider, and Shonen monks are now able to pick up and deposit relics reliably. Corrected an issue where Imperial officials could supervise markets, uh, and uh, 10,000 bolts updated help text to clarify that the additional bolt from crosswomen is 40% as effective as the main weapon. Um, honestly, I don't think this is enough. I, I think the uh, Zuganu spam is still very, very prevalent and overpowered, overtuned. I think uh, I just I just think it's got still too it's too much going for it still. Um, I don't. Know. I think Shaolin Monk should have had a reduced reliability on relic pickup. <laughs> <laughs> it was like they like it's like they roll up the D twenty and if they don't get a fifteen they can't pick, they it, can't up. pick it up. The AOE bombards now have a failure chance. <laughs> oh, that fire! Let's that'd go. Kinda, that'd, be, that'd be frustrating to play with, but it'd be funny. It misfires and kills your army instead. <laughs> Just blows up. Yeah. Just grenades. I really want ragdoll physics in this game. I don't know where they are, but I want ragdoll. I want like when the Great Bombard hits a bunch of they're in Lethal want... Company. I'm sorry. <laughs> the Lethal Company's got great ragdoll physics. When I when I see a Great Bombard shoot a bunch of spears, I want to see like dudes flying up in the screen, like in like 3D. Like I want to see that. That would be so immersive. Um, I don't want that with the Wilhelm bombard ever. I don't want to see a great bombard. <laughs> I don't either. But if you're gonna do that to my army, I at least want to chuckle while I'm losing. You know, I want to have reason to live. <laughs> Slapping my knees as I type in GG and wipe the tears from my eyes. Why do you have tears from my eyes? I want the bodies to do collateral damage when they land. That's what I want. I want like yeah. limbs. Yeah, like it hits a villager and kills it. I want to load villagers into a baldacus. <laughs> I really do. Okay. okay. Uh, I was talking to Bitterlin and uh, uh, he was in my chat or I was, I was chat, in chat. And I was talking about like how I really like um, the auto, the generated, uh, generated, um, what is it called? Like when you build a house and you have like a road generates it, like, like the generated uh, procedural generation, procedural generation, but the, uh, the art, not art. Um, like, I'm not, not sure what it's called. I, I know what you mean. Yeah. Like when it like spawns in roads or like gardens or like pastures. Um, for Japanese, it spawns in like Zen gardens around and yeah, the procedural generated decorations. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Um, I would love to see after again, I've mentioned this a while ago, but like it'd be really cool to have like after a big battle somewhere, if there was like some kind of like a little like some flowers pop up or like maybe like a little tiny monument pops up or like like if like X amount of like units die in one area, like a, and, it, and, and the area has room for it, like an open field, like you should have like a little like just a little tiny thing or something like that, like. To remember the battle that, that that would be really cool i love I little want, details like that it's not important to the game but i would love to see that that's that's so cool to my opinion. i want based off of casting like bronze games in low Yule legends i want if units are standing still long enough they fall asleep that's what i want <laughs> <laughs> and then you have like two bronze player armies staring at each other while there's a wall between them all sleeping and <laughs> <laughs> 
have them like sit down and start like like sharpening their sword or something. Yeah, like yeah, little sleeping bags pop out. They're all laying down. Uh, that might be a bit much, but it's it is funny. Um, so ongoing here, uh, and we'll take a break here pretty soon. Uh, I hope you have your question ready, Caleb. Um, no issue with Byzantine yeah. Reign of Fire Mastery. They're working on it. Um, besides that, on the horizon, um, following the Lunar Fair event that's at the beginning in a few short days, which has already begun, uh, we'll be celebrating International Women's Day with our next seasonal event set to kick off in early March. We're also cooking up our next major update and look forward to sharing more soon. What do you guys think a major? Well, I mean, I'm wondering what major update looks like. This pairs well with my question. New season. New season? Is that major? Like, what is that? That major update? Is that all? That, I wonder if there's more to it than just that, or if that's just a new season. Historically, like, the new so. seasons have been pretty major. That's fair. That's fair. Okay. Major updates. What was major updates so far? We've had major updates. As I mean, in they the, like added like Ottoman Mali introduction. Um, adding Gulam Keshek. Uh, completely revamping. Uh, I mean, in a way, we just had it in the siege rework. Yeah, that is yeah. Not true. This is a pretty big update for <laughs> just being a patch. Uh, it's I, the update where we fix our problems we caused in the siege. Job security, <laughs> best job kind of security. Update. <laughs> if you always make bad changes, you always have to fix them. It's perfect. I don't think all the changes were bad. To be fair, I, no, I do have questions but, about some of them, but but you know. Um, yeah, so major update coming soon. That will be the new season at the minimum, and I'm guessing some other balance changes. I wonder if they'll do any because, like, last major change before the the big expansion was uh, was uh, yeah, adding like Gulams, Gazi Raiders, like some some which were pretty substantial. I mean, adding unique, you calling them unique units and getting different designs and stuff like that to go with it. So yeah, we'll see. Uh, what yeah. was your question? Uh, my question was. With the new sieves here and with more being added, likely, uh, we had talked about previously what cap we think they're going to hit and blah, 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 blah. Do you think they'll eventually or even or even if it might be a good idea to entertain the idea of banning certain sieves when there gets to be a certain like, you know, if there's 25, you get one ban. So you can ban the one you don't like or the one you have a weak time against or whatever. Um, because like League of Legends did it, but they started with like a bunch and you couldn't do it with like 10 sieves, but you can do it with like if there's 25, it wouldn't be nearly as much of an issue. Um, That's an interesting thought and concept because you you've already got the bans for the maps, then having a ban for that, mm-hmm. and then maybe having having an, like a sieve ban to ban, you know, Zhushi, so or Ottoman or whatever, the, the broken sieve at the time or the sieve that counters you the most, which is technically what the ban would be used for. Or just to um, avoid mirror matches even. Yeah, or just to avoid mirror matches. I mean, I know it would add a significant load to their matchmaking process, and I don't know what they got going on back there. But um, is it with them having so many and them being all drastically different? Like in age two, you don't do that because it's like they can't in tournaments pick sieves they don't, you know what I mean? They pick, oh, I don't want this guy to play Aztecs or whatever. Um, but in in ranked ladder, with they're going to be more and more... I don't think it'd be a terrible idea anyway. Hmm. Uh, I, I, I don't know. I, I do like that idea. I just don't know how that would super work in a latter context. And if people would be. You would almost. You would almost have to do it after match creation. So you make the right. match, you no. pick a ban and yeah. then. And then pick your sieve. You know what I mean? Have right. like a two-phase system. 
Oh, so you do not like uh, pick at the start and it's not like a map like, because the map would then be decided when you match because you still pick your sieve after you match. And so you just add a step where you ban a sieve first and then people, both people go to pick and you feel like crap, they banned the HR. You know what I mean? You know, in that case, I don't hate it. We can implement it together with the change where we hide the names of players, please. Oh, that would be great. They yeah. did that. They did that in League and it is so good because people just can't be like, oh, my gosh, out. you're a one trick. Yeah, it's. And it would help with that because then you couldn't ban somebody's one trick by looking them up on AOE world. You would then have to ban based off of like what you don't like. And then if they played HRE, they can still play it because you weren't going to ban it anyway. Or and whatever. it would also just forestall the entire uh, dodging scene. Like, okay, you can yeah. no longer tell who these guys are. Well, I think, yeah, that's true. Too. Now. I think I've actually been, and you can ban this if you don't want to play against that, you would dodge if they got picked too. Yeah, I'm thinking. I think we solved the problem. Have, have you guys all been dodged? I, I, have you guys actually? I think I've been dodged once or twice before, and I've been like, "Wait, what?" Like, I've actually, I, I think I've had it happen, and I was so confused. Just, just play team. I've, yeah, oh yeah, it happens. I've been dodged. You have a conqueror badge, you will get dodged fifty percent. Like, of I mean, the like time. just in one v ones, yeah. like just in one v ones. I think I've had it happen before, and I was just so confused because I'm like, I don't. I maybe I, I, I just always assume that it's not a dodge. They just like their computer just like died or something. Because I'm like, there's no way. No, they, I've they had it. Know who I am sure. And it, don't want to. It play happened me. in once. It is very rare in once, but in team games, it's like so obnoxiously yeah, prevalent. Like, yeah. just just look it at the battles. Really like they, they spend people? forty minutes in a queue before they find a game. Forty minutes hmm. before they find some silvers that. <laughs> That don't know how to dodge. Yes, still in the queue. And it doesn't. And doing that doesn't hide it in game. So after you're in game, you can then quit and give them the free win if they want. Or you can, uh, like with BC and them, they go, "Oh crap, this is Lucifron. I know what to do." You know what I mean? And then they can still strategize to the person they're playing against. They just find out after the fact and not before. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't even affect that level of play. I think I'd be up for that, Caleb. I think I. I think if. I mean, it would slow down the a man and a name higher. It would slow I down the matchmaking process, which is a very valid like uh, UI concern. Is like we're slowing the game down mm -hmm. for the consumer. That's usually a big no-no. Is anything that would slow. But it down if there the was less match. dodging and stuff, would it slow it down? It would definitely make the ladder feel more like a tournament setting in general. Minus not knowing who your opponent is until you're in game. I, I don't, I don't hate it. I, I, I'd be. I mean, I'm not against it by any means. I could see it being good. All right, anyway, that's what happened. All right, well, with that, we will take a quick break. And after the break, we uh, will be comparing arms. So everyone get your biceps ready. And we'll be <laughs> back right after this. This game is hard. I keep getting destroyed by my opponent. No, I am, Mom. It's iffy. Whoa, little guy. Are you sure? Yeah. I like your books. Let's die, you. Get night. You make it sound easy as child's play. You die at mynight.com. www.morenights.com. Make it easy as child's play. And we're back. Um, we've already been going for two hours. That's that's nuts how we go so fast. Um, oh, oh, oh. My wife was telling me during the break. Um, that my brother-in-law, American Jeremy, who is a coder, uh, an actual like computer programmer guy, uh, looked into what it takes to mod real quick. And the program that AOE's modding content stuff is in is the same like program that he uses for work. So he just like hopped oh, okay. into Hidden Valley and made like a hundred sheep spawn in the middle. 
Um, so we might have uh, someone who can make things for us. So <laughs> I'll have to talk oh, to him and see what he can do. So if we want to do some kind of silly stuff, uh, there might be hand a hand cannoneer sheep incoming. Hand cannoneer sheep incoming. Yeah, that'd be pretty funny. Um, the greater sheep bard. Oh gosh! <laughs> it's just a big old sheep on wheels. Sheep on wheels. <laughs> Projectile with a sheep. Oh man, they can make the great bombard just shoot sheep. <laughs> nest, oh, of <laughs> nest of boss. Nest of boss. That's like a hundred little mini sheep. <laughs> <laughs> That's too good. Oh my goodness. Oh boy, we gotta get him on this podcast. Block oh, we do, dude. We do. We do. We need to get him on here. Um, okay. So I wanted for today's episode, I really, I mean, <laughs> I see that we were, I knew we were going to go over a bunch of patch notes, but I did want to talk about, uh, men at arms. I ha- I've had this thought it was a good episode idea for a while is like, what is the definitive best men at arm in the game? Um, I think we kind of already know just looking at some of the per- precursor stats. Um, I wanted to kind of do a comparison, see like where they kind of rank. I don't necessarily want to make a tier list or anything, but I was thinking about doing like a game of seeing if everyone can name how much each of them cost or something, but that just seems kind of tedious. Maybe maybe later. I do. I had someone tell me uh, that we need to start doing more games again on the podcast. It's been a while. So I'm, I'm definitely looking at doing something like that, but I do want to compare, compare arms if we can. Um, and I was going to take castle age as kind of our, uh, our main basis of what we're looking at. That said, ask a I, I made a precursor like spreadsheet of all the stats for castle age of all the different meta arm units. Uh, and then Askeladd made a bigger, better one in Excel. Uh, I was just in like a uh, Google Drive. Maybe I had one. seen yours because I totally wouldn't have made this one with yeah. all the damned edge cases and all the all the sieves and all the uh, ages. But he did, so we're gonna use it. Um, and I, I do want cat. Okay, so I want when when comparing, basically comparing meta arms is really really difficult. Um, like like insanely difficult because there's so many. Like like Askeladd just said, like fringe cases, right? So many different things and places and 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 even just when you can get access to men at arms changes and changes the value of the unit. Um because there's a couple of there's a couple of interesting phenomena. For one, uh having access to men at arms in like Dark Age can be nice, but going up to Castle Age doesn't mean you immediately get access to Castle Age Men at Arms. You have to upgrade them into Castle Age Men at Arms. Whereas for like uh uh, Delhi, for instance, when they get to Castle Age, they immediately can just start popping out Castle Age men at arms, given they have a barracks. Uh, English can't do that. HRE needs to update, upgrade theirs first. Um, so there's kind of a, a trade off that goes into this. Um, there's, there's just a lot of stats to look at, too. Um, everything from train time to the actual gold and food cost to the health, obviously, the damage they do, the speed at which they do that damage, the base armor they have. Uh, their speed, what upgrades they have available to them. So there, there's just a lot. I, I don't quite know where I want to even begin. So um, I don't know. What do you guys think? Where do we want to start with this? Order of the Dragons is the best. Done. They are not. They are far from the best. Yeah. Uh, Get out of here. Get out of here. How do you guys are... feel about Dark Age Samurai? How do I feel um, about Dark Age Samurai? Hmm. Never used them. Uh... Although that, what it's just the increased train time, I think, would mess up some sort of timing. Um, 30 gold doesn't sound like too much of an additional cost. So for, for, uh, for a basis, a regular men at arms is going to cost uh, 100 food, 200 gold. 
Samurai are going to cost 100 gold, or, or sorry, 100 food, 30 gold. And a regular man at arms trains at 15 seconds. Um, samurai train at 23 seconds. Uh, just so continue, Beal. Sorry. No, I just. I don't know. I feel like the train time is really going to decrease their effectiveness. Like, because there used to be like English Dark Age men at arm rushes. I haven't seen one in forever. But that used to That's be because you don't play water ramps. Viable opening. There's still a viable opening. Like uh, they only like suck if there's everything in TC range, or if the gold is in TC range, or whatever you want to harass. That happens mm-hmm. sometimes with bad spawns, and then you just feel bad when you do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's. Uh, I don't know about samurai. I mean, samurai can get the plus one though in in Dark Age, right, for their attack. Yeah, they get access to that, but it's like uh, also how much is that? I think it's 100 resources. Yeah, 75 gold, yeah. 25 silver, the uh, Tatara. Yeah, you're really well, not going to be able to do that. Yeah, that, that's fair. That's fair. So that's not really an option. Uh, the damage a second so, for Samurai is a lot better than uh, uh, regular men at arms in Dark Age. I mean, they're looking and at that's because of the plus one. Oh, is it really? It's only if you invest 100. Oh. Yeah. Well, that's not worth slower train time, increased cost, and yeah, you can't. If it, if it has yeah. a plus sign and no no uh, brackets, then it is because of a special tech that you get. Mm. What it I is, think is interesting about men at arms and the differences. So we we were talking about this about this before the thing started. Um, Patreon members might get a sneak peek. Uh, is that they? There is. It's weak. It's hard for us to know relative values because we don't have numbers put to stats and like relative gold values put to stats. Um, and then like Asklad is saying with a lot of the edge cases, you know, double attack. What does that equate with, you know, the quick speed on the, the ghouloms or the... The, victory, the, home plates, network of castles, network of citadels. Yeah, and, and like a lot of those are just numbers things. Um, some of them, like, for example, not men at arms, but spearman range. How do you, how do you qualitatively go, okay, this is what this means. So we know what that value is relative to other things. And it's, that's where it gets really tricky because they went so wide with men at arms and their uses like HRE men at arms, anti-knight, all other men at arms, not they're tanks, but they're not, they don't murder knights. No, they um, actually, well, I would say, get countered by knights because knights can deal more damage to them. Yeah. Counter, but yeah. yeah, not a yeah, hard counter, exactly. but a counter. And it, it, yeah, but a soft counter versus the HRE where you want you don't want to fight the HRE men at arms with the mace upgrade as the knights because you'll just lose pretty darn hard. Um, you still win, but like they're more. Resource. But they can mass them. They're so much cheaper and you can mass them way better. And anyway, but then the French cases, like then they have the healing from the inspiration and the bonus damage from that. And so there's like a lot of unique things to a lot of them. Um, and it's it, without being able to like design a, a, a value system ourselves or without being able to know what they are internally, it's hard for us to like compare. So what we can only look at is what numbers they have in in general, what we think that would be best used for. And if that's the best yeah, and there's also the economy <laughs> behind it, and 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 yeah, there's like tons of cases. Mm-hmm. But yeah, take a look just at just looking at the raw stats. 
it really does go to show you just looking at these raw stats how busted it is that joan can create three of her champions in feudal age <laughs> with like because their cost is uh on their own to train them 200 they've have uh-huh. way more health than normal men at arm take a Wait, look at this jump ship away from jenny again they also uh, think, when i start also... i, I face like three Joan of Arcs in a row on ladder. They also so. get plus eight damage. <laughs> plus eight damage to spears. Yeah. It's pretty nice. Mm-hmm. When you're so, going to so, heavy knights. So functionally 23 damage men at arms to, to spears. And that's exactly what you need because you're going against uh, everyone making spears to counter your knights. So it's like exactly uh-huh. what you need just to shut that down. Be like, nope, screw you. Your, your spears can't do anything. Yeah, and they're not like mer- and they're not like weak to archers or anything stupid either because no, they're tanks. They're men at arms. Yeah, they, they, you need crossbows. If, if you're playing Jenny and you're Imperial, Imperial Age and you're playing against Byzantines and they have mass limitane, just just make some champions. Yeah. So uh, without like walking through every number on this chart, what was the consensus for the best men at arms? Um, I think chat at arms. I think men at arms, uh, English men at arms with the upgrade in castle, the armor clad armor, Chad, excuse me. <laughs> and with that network of <laughs> citadels usually being, uh, even if it's just network of castles, uh, honestly, I think chat at arms, I think for the bang for the buck overall, um, I think give the most, I think those are the scariest uh, amongst these. Cause like, I look at like Ghulams. Ghulams look kind of underwhelming with numbers, but the timing usually works out well for them where the opponent isn't ready for them, especially for like a Ubids. Uh, Abbasid can do this too, but like Ghulams, for instance, uh, are a little more expensive, but they're a lot slower. Um, and they have more health, but less uh, damage a second. So they're not, they're just bigger tanks. So they're really good at just diving under a TC. Um, but are they head slower? to head, they are slower. Yeah. They're slower. They do get the double attack charge. That's only when they and the charge. Train is and the time the train is well. really yeah. as much as a gilded men at arm. Yeah, it's wow. like 26 yeah. seconds. So it, compared to 15 for a regular men at arm. So head to head, Ghulams will lose to Chatted Arms all day. Uh, if it was head to head, I'm trying to match his production. I'm just, you're never going to be able to do it. In certain instances, Ghulams are really dangerous because they're really tanky. And if you get them in your opponent's base with like six or seven of those, like the, they, they synergize with the Civ pretty well. So I won't say they're bottom tier. But, like, I can't say that that's the best men at arms. It's, it's very circumstantial why they're good. Whereas chat at arms, I feel like English doesn't even go for men at arms that heavy all the time. Um, they probably should more often. I think they are really good. Um, but they're obviously going to do what makes most sense. I mean, English have a lot of versatility in this way. Uh, in that chat at arms aren't... Yeah, they're like, a great mixing mix unit. In uh-huh. They're a great mixing unit. And if you do start massing them, they are scary. Uh, they, they're kind of like just the all-around... Dude, you know, they can just do everything. Like, I, I think Chatted Arms What's, uh, me, seems like the best. I think so. The interesting thing about the Ghulams, as I probably mentioned this a while back, too, I was doing the uh, the Arts of War. Uh-huh. And in one of them, you're working on counter units, right? And it's like real basic stuff. It's okay, they're going to send men at arms, build crossbows. And you have to like choose if you want to build crossbows or horsemen or whatever. And the right answer is crossbows. But the... Uh, the AI they chose is Abbasids, and so they get Ghulams, and the Ghulams murder your crossbows. Mm. <laughs> and so it makes that that particular spot, because in order to get gold, you can only lose a certain amount of units. You have to like literally split your crossbow into two squads and micro two squads of three crossbows and kite the men-at-arms between the two squads 
while the other squad sh- it's crazy because the ghoulams kill them so quick but it's just it's just crazy because before when i was doing it before i never had an issue with that one uh because standard men at arms don't just straight murder your guys that quick but mm-hmm. the ghoulams shred that them with double the quick hit strike. can be pretty pretty brutal yeah. it, and it's yeah it is it is wild what that little with what the it's it, it, you know incidental they didn't mean to have that be such a dramatic thing for that when they had them pick abbasid as the men at arm guys uh but because they made that change they didn't then adjust the the yeah, sieve or anything so it made that way crazier and changed that art of war. I remember reading one of the patch notes. It says art That's of war. Funny. Yeah, we'll no longer use gulams. Yeah, yeah, because it was it was hard, man. I was I was sweating trying to get that one yeah, done. Those, those are tricky. Um, those are tricky because it's like, yeah, cost effectively. I'm winning this. Like, I'm. I, I don't like those challenges because it's like you got to let and try not to lose any units. And I'm like, well, I don't care about that. I'm more worried about the eco behind this as well. Like, I obviously I want to. Yeah, because the game. But yeah, mm. I feel like sometimes those are kind of silly in that like economically like i'm making the right choice but it's yeah, yeah i'm yeah uh, you guys get what i'm saying but my but uh i guess my point was that it's an interesting fringe case because if it was chatted arms it wouldn't be nearly as difficult because they still they're not they're a little tankier but the crossbows wouldn't be getting murdered <laughs> versus a chatted arm yeah they pass, and i'm curious men at arms yeah yeah it was gilded yeah. Yeah. unbeatable oh, man. <laughs> Um, looking at that, like with boot camp, I wonder if they also had that boot camp upgrade. Just like they might. I don't know, oh, man. Yeah, it is that boosts them up to two hundred and twenty-four health. Those it, it gives us nice. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So it's just interesting because it's like you know, overall chatted arms for general men at arm purpose. Great gulams fighting a squad of of crossbows. Their counter will win. Um, you know, versus uh versus a Jenny's champion fighting Spearman gonna be way better off. So it's like difficult to say definitively who's better for everything, but I think the chatter arms is probably a good the best generic yeah. Yeah, all around. Here's here's one extra case that is not included in here because I mean the samurai don't have their deflective armor counted here. Yeah, that's big. but at the same time the bannerman, the bannerman. is also not counted here. Uh, I was gonna mm. say samurai no, with a bannerman with the deflective armor with Odachi. I think samurai aren't bottom rung for sure. I definitely think samurai are up there. That deflective armor really helps, especially. Um, I mean a samurai against gulams essentially samurai win that because the the double attack gets negated by the. Uh, by their deflection and then so that it's only hitting once instead of twice and then the faster attack speed goes to the samurai plus i mean the, the better deflective armor. armor works once and then it's over yeah yeah but i mean that initial double charge from the gulams like yeah, a that, one-to-one head-on fight like you're the samurai are going to win against gulams because they're, the gulams are just slower even though they're tankier the samurai with the plus 15 percent uh or more on their car insurance uh they're gonna yeah. do a lot better <laughs> Definitely. No. Okay. Let's let's quickly like uh, sp- spread some uh, stats from this sheet. Like currently, a samurai in Imperial Age does 19 DPS against an unarmored target. Like they, this is just against unarmored. The armor does not factor into it. So uh, Gulam actually have a little less DPS against more armored targets than it st- states here uh, because of the double hit. But uh, but but where was it going with this? If we factor in the how much does Bannerman give? 15 percent. 15 percent. Yeah, 15. That's like Inspire. So Inspire on the... Where's an HRE Inspire, Chad? HRE Inspire was starting at 21. Gets four point something. I should actually just do the math myself. So it goes up to about 22. 
20, 22 and a half. Yeah. Uh, you have here, and I show you a minute, I'm inspired. You have it here as a 26. Yeah, I, I see it. 26.4. Which yeah, is actually the best with, in the game. Like the, the, thing, the thing in the bracket is uh, the against heavy targets. Oh, against heavy mace. So, yeah. So, in a head to head um, fight, they're really kicking butt. But 21 is still really the good, highest yeah. base next to, I think, uh, Gilded Men at Arms, which, are, which you got to consider. Yeah. That's double population, too. Each one of those is costing two, mm-hmm. and the price uh, reflects that. But they also have yeah. 408 health. That's true. Yeah, yeah, this, is where gets, this is where it's so hard to double determine this, right? But, and they have Gilded yeah. Kuras, which is amazing. So, like, in a one on one, obviously the Gilded Men at Arms is going to win. But if I've got two to every one Gilded Men at Arm, I think the two on one is going to win it. It's, it's going to be close, though. It's going to be close. Yeah. It's, it's gonna much be close. closer than you'd think. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. Uh, overall, the, uh, the Chattered Arms, who do you think is the worst? Oh, besides, obviously, the base men at arm. I mean, Varengian guards are the weakest, but they're also a whole lot cheaper. Actually, they're 90 food, 40 gold. So They cost 130 resources. They cost more yeah, than a regular they cost one. more, and they're quite a bit weaker in many ways. I would probably uh, lean... Train time is longer, too. Yeah. They do more yeah. damage, though, and they do have the Berserk ability. Is Berserking... Is berserking is weird. Berserking gives, berserking gives plus six uh, melee damage, is but it minus active, four... Or is it a, it's, it's an active, it's, it's an active thing. Yeah, it's active for 30 seconds. It gives you plus six damage, but minus four uh, defense. Armor. So, I, I feel like ranging guards aren't my favorite. Um, so they go up to 21 damage, but though? Got quite they they a bit go up of armor. to the high-end damage. Just just uh, add, add in the same amount that uh, Heavy Maces gives. They are quite a bit slower, yeah, too. They are a bit slower. Well, they're not. Actually, no, I take it back. They're, they're right no, about they're middle not. of the pack. They're pretty middle, middle of the pack. Yeah. That. <sighs> this is where it gets so tough, because you're just... There is... I, yeah. I gotta say, there's a surprisingly large amount of parity between these guys. Like, there definitely are instances where some excel better in certain <laughs> situations, but... Um, I'm trying to think what else. Palace guards um, have a little bit less armor. Um, pretty they're lousy. Quicker. They're a bit quicker. They are a bit quicker, but not by a ton. They're the fastest at 1.375, but the next... Train most, times were kind of high-end, middle-of-the-road-ish. Yeah, they're kind of high. They take longer to train. They don't do a ton of damage. Um... But it's it's a 255 health, health that yeah, regular Palace the can get. Like, yeah. They are so good. They're super fast. They're like mini knights. It's Yeah, the speed with the health, yeah. even with the minus uh, damage and minus uh, armor, the extra health more than makes up for that. So, And that, that speed doesn't factor in you and Dynasty, right? So uh, yeah. they get yeah. faster. <laughs> um, dare I say Delhi met at arms without Tower of Victory might be the worst? Oh, let's take a look here. Uh, that's by the way, that is with honed blade, so that assumes you are going uh, with the uh, House of Learning. So if you don't, then just look at the regular men at arms feed. Uh, yeah, I think yeah, probably. Yeah. I, I think it's probably the Delhi ones would be a safe. safe yeah, call. but the a Delhi's not looking to go castle that often, anyways. Oh. I mean, they can play such a good feudal game that I think that actually, as far as Civ synergy works. I mean, yeah. Delhi Honed Blades, Men at Arms are really good. I mean, take a look. Take a look at the damage. Yeah, yeah, yeah looking at the yeah. damage uh, uh, compared to like cost and train time, mm. Uh, mm. they're not bad at all. Probably Varangian then, because they're they're pretty high on the train time. They seem pretty weak relative. And yeah. Just be, I think because they're so centered around their active. 
um, they're going to be generally worse because they're actively going to be situational. It's going to be dependent on on your execution of it and when you do it. Uh, I do think we got to look at that. Ninety food isn't too bad, but forty gold is pretty expensive. I mean, that is heavy a, on yeah. gold. I mean, even though it's like the same number of resources, let's be honest, food is a lot easier to get than gold normally. I mean, mm-hmm. I feel like you're going to have a lot more accessibility of infinite food than you are infinite gold. So maybe it's not very good when your like opponent is running away. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. Huh. And they do a ton of damage. Yeah, they do yeah. a ton of damage, though. They're, they're kind of like hit and miss, but they've got quite a bit of well, armor, too. And they got nine melee armor. That's the highest I'm seeing out here. Actually, I guess Chattered Arms gets 10 along with... Yeah, Chattered Arms gets 10 with yeah. the, the Chad. Oh, this is... Uh, I guess my, my I big mean, takeaway... The best all-rounder is English. Yeah, but, the best all-around is English, but all of these yeah. are very... Vi- I wouldn't say any one of these is not viable. You know? I mean, Jenny's, oh, yeah. it, Jenny's works wonderfully. I think as far as Civ synergy, Jenny might have the best synergy, synergy though. Getting, getting uh, basically metal arms that do a plus eight to spears, which is like the, what you're most likely to be going up against right when you get those. Because she's going to get age three, usually at the end of feudal age, right? She's like hoping to, to get that hop into age three and then have those guys pop out and just finish off the remaining spears that her knight's been fighting the entire time. I feel like synergy wise, that's got to be and then getting the three for free, just like bop. That's that's insane to me. I mean, yeah, they, I mean, that's good. But that's not a minute arm strength. That's no, a Jenny strength. no, it's a Jenny strength. But again, as far as Civ synergy, I think that's really up up there. Um, yeah. Gulams really have a good synergy with the timing with uh, a Ubids, less so with Abbasid, but with the tower, with a boot camp. They're really good. Um, mm-hmm. Dare I say. I mean, they're really good. The Bended Arms are really good with HRE because they can take down knights. But outside of that, they're still really good. I mean, so, uh, they're not bad. I mean, I, they're real. They're, I, I mean, with, as far as Civ synergy, their Civ, the standard HRE's whole, whole shtick is the Super Men at Arms, plus you have monks healing them. Uh-huh. And the, the more health something has, the better the healing is going to be because you are able to heal it longer because they have more health in their tank. And you're going to be naturally macroed so, to having lots of gold and lots of food. Yeah, you're going to be naturally macroed to do those two things. You're going to have the guys, you're going to have the efficiency of the healing being better because of the more health. And they have the inspired warriors while they're healing. So they're buffing them while they're healing. They're they're a very good synergy, mainly because they literally were designed to be the whole sieve. Yeah, it's really hard identity. to say like who's um, the best. Honestly, Go ahead, Bill. outside of the timing for Ayubids, I think their Gulam are. I think those are the worst. Um, yeah, that's what I think. They get more health, but that's it. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm thinking. They're, the more health, but everything else is worse. They're slower. They're like again, it's it's all about timing. You got to get them there before anything else, because in a head to head fight, they're gonna lose. I think overall the stats and then they're more expensive and the training time sucks as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say Varengian guards yeah, and Gulams are kind of towards the bottom of the list. Mm. Or I feel like the Varengians. Like I think the Varengians are, are much more niche than most of the others as far as yeah. utility. Yeah. But I don't necessarily know if niche makes them. It makes obviously makes them the worst generalist, but I think it doesn't make them necessarily the worst yeah, overall. Gulams are definitely. I would go a second worst uh, sushi palace guard. Because mm-hmm. like they have less yeah. health, they have less armor. Mm-hmm. They're still fast, but like they cannot. They're no no longer like mini knights. They're no not as oppressive as the regular Chinese yeah. ones. Yeah, I mean the difference being they're not 
I don't, that's, they also don't synergize with that Civ as well because they're probably going to be producing a ton of Zoog news instead. Probably going to be. I mean, they will mix in that arms. They will mix in. But yeah, they got the. Yeah. All right. English best Gulam worst. Stamp it, ship it, send it to the press. <laughs> I want to say, though, like the, I am shocked at how much there is parody across the board. Like overall, the parody is pretty well, close. Well, they are all men at arms. They are. They are. <laughs> well, I mean, that's, that's kind of a big takeaway, though, right? Because for all the differences that they have, they do have slight differences, but the devs have done a really good job of tuning this as close together as they can. Or like there are some pretty significant differences between them all, but when you start comparing, like kind of like you said to Caleb, if we were to like boil down a stat, like a number for each stat that they have and compare all those numbers together and see what the total value of each of these men at arms as units are, I think the numbers would be really close. Yeah. Yeah, and, and Beal has a good idea. We will uh, link this in the Discord or in the notes on the episode. Or oh, both. that's a good idea. Um, so you guys can look at the, maybe not quite finished, but... Um, then everyone uh, will laugh at me because I made some mistakes. Okay, yeah, guys, fine, I just, I just literally copied <laughs> over data from AOE4 World. Yeah, they, they can make it at us. Don't, don't, come, come at me. I'll, I'll fight everyone who wants to. <laughs> <laughs> if someone looks at this and says, hey, there's something missing. Yes, please add the column for uh, inspired gilded men-at-arms because, well, they will be insane. Yeah, but, we're not We're not here to do it. We're trying to do a, 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 a overview. This is, this is a men-at-arms 101, not 410. If you want the 400-level class, you can uh, go start one yourself. Yeah, but for our purposes here, um, New York Times, please contact us to get the spreadsheet. We're more than happy to host this for you guys as the definitive rule for Age of Empires. Um. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, um, we didn't want to go too much longer today. I know that we're a little bit strapped on time here. I want to take a look and see if I have anything else. We do get to uh, our extra sheeps here. I don't know if I even have one this week. It's such a short week. I like don't even know if I came up with anything yet. Uh, I had to delete Sir Neville's name from the list. <laughs> oh, it's so sad, dude. I miss Sir Neville's, man. Ah! Neville's, if you're out there in the void, listen. We um, miss I, I, I want to go. You. Okay, I, I'm going to go quickly through some of these. Most of these are memes through the Reddit posts. Um, really, really quick. Just like not even five minutes. Um, I love the. Uh, I've got. Uh, you guys know that in. You have to just look at it, but essentially, it's it's a uh, Tony Stark when he's like showing off the missile back in Iron Man One, way back when. And it says Abbasid before the TC nerf. He's like got his arms out before the missiles blow up. And it's Abbasid after oh, the TC yeah, nerf. Yeah. And it's got him after he got hit by his own weapons. And he's like on the ground bleeding. <laughs> really funny. Um, <laughs> love that. Uh, the next next one is another. It's an image. It's the, the, the title is what makes this one funny. It's why does Relic keep adding impossible daily challenges? And it's Holy Roman Empire victory. When a match is a Holy Roman Empire. <laughs> 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 uh, that's good that's good uh, next one is uh the fact that it takes i think it was nine this was saying it takes 10 sprinkles versus one great bombard uh to do that oh my gosh so, yeah that as you well. that one out yeah that the hard way. um that this the next one is uh andy uh dropping woody saying i don't want to play with you anymore and it's dropping zushi with all the juganus and in his other hand he's got uh ottomans and he's wearing a, a fez hat which may or may not be uh offensive to people but <laughs> it's the Andy meme nonetheless it is, is funny. Now. I've noticed that I've noticed that change. People all over the place are playing Ottomans. I feel like all the Ottomans came out of the woodwork and it's like, oh, oh here they all are. Um yeah. the final one is interesting. A, uh, go ahead, sorry. No, no, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Keep. Uh interesting comment on this thing about the bombards is that uh Beneficial Might 5962 said, the impression I got from this patch is the direction for Springles is going to be more sustained damage due to the fire rate increase instead of a one-shot burst. 
what will matter is the time to kill a bombard rather than what you need to one shot the bombard. And that's a really, really smart take on that. Yeah, and somebody else noted that, and, and that is true, but it does feel like it is a more time to kill than one shot. Even nope. though one shot is like get it off the board, high this, impact thing. They'll have to change the way repairing that. If they got rid of the repair function then for siege, that might make it better then because otherwise the other always thing that have might help repairing stuff is uh because currently you have to micro them to select the thing and if the sprinkles could just prioritize siege instead of shooting units um, they can that would be nice be able to a move springs that'd be <laughs> that'd be a bit much i don't like that. i don't know if i no, like it but just swing it right back into the other direction again i think uh, yeah. The balance. Well, don't be yeah. keeping with the same, just saying, you know, the they're shooting win. nerf bullets, but you don't have to micro it. it uh, it's hard to deal with them because, um, like damage over time, even like mm-hmm. on a mango, they yeah. the mangonels don't do damage over time. Mm-hmm. Like they do one, sh- like it's a either a huge shot or nothing, and so yeah. The difference between having a mango on the field for zero seconds versus five seconds versus eight seconds versus like 12 seconds doesn't matter much. It's just how many shots can that get off? Oh, yeah. How many of the impactful shots were there? Yeah. Yeah. It's nerf or Yeah, it's interesting. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. It's it's really, I don't know. It's something I could just talk about forever is the balance of this kind of thing. Because it's like, yeah, damage over time type stuff makes a lot of sense. But like burst damage is the high impact stuff that people generally mm-hmm. gravitate why towards. I hate, why I hate Zuganu. I don't hate the burst. I, I hate the burst damage. The ones that they, they should not be able to snipe. Yeah, but, 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 but they have to be in pretty high numbers because otherwise they are efficient, way more efficient as damage over time. Yeah, that's because the they, they always do. are high numbers. They're easy to make in high numbers for the civs they have them. Yeah, sure. And, and that's, you know, and that's correct. But technically as a standalone unit, they're way better as long-term DPS. Yeah. Um, yeah. because they're getting in little one shots. In terms I don't know, it's just an interesting discussion. Yeah, because, and it's, uh, I don't know, this game, tanks are the sustain, <laughs> whether they're dealing damage or taking it or whatever, and then yeah. a lot of other stuff seems pretty bursty. Um, I mean, obviously, burst is nice because you immediately take a a uh, source of damage out of the equation, but like in the, yeah. in the Bombard versus Springhold uh, thing, that is literally the problem like the bombard can't get yeah, prepared exactly. yeah that's, that's a little bit of a problem but the real problem is while they do that the bombard is one-shotting the springles yeah yeah or or destroying the castle or doing you know whatever outpost and now the counter argument is but they shoot so slow but then yeah. ottomans get the siege crew tag a perk for their bombard that they got for free and yeah, now it shoots 5.5 seconds instead of 7.8 mm-hmm. yeah i just think they need a really heavy look and decide if if they're going to be, if all siege is going to be burst into the have anti burst, bursty anti siege sieges, or if they want to like change things up to have more laser guns. Yeah, so like <laughs> something like that could work. I mean, that like, would work in like a star I think the problem is like inherently everything in this game is burst damage because there is no like sustained laser damage you can do or something yeah, like, like that. Yeah, like archers know? are the closest like sustained. Oh damage yeah, the you poison, have. the poison damage arrows. Th- th- those are like the, that is like the kind of the clo- one of the closer things. But even the archers in standard, they're not yeah. like you're you're targeting down as to shoot them. But overall, they're just long term sustained damage. Mm-hmm. 
um, trebuchets onto a castle is like long-term sustained damage. You're doing chunks, but it's over time those chunks add up. Uh, so there are things that have it. It just seems like because of how all the other siege functions, burst is exclusively the way to take care of it. And and they're like, and like that redditor said, it seems like they're shifting to like a sustain, uh, sustained damage is, is the answer to something that needs a burst to kill. It just seems weird, and but I don't know. Yeah, it's a, yeah, because that is kind of the tricky thing. Is no one's, no one's like, like you're right, because you will set up a treadmill and just let it sit there on a keep for a while, and that's expected. And that mm-hmm. no one reacts to that. But the moment you see Springles out, it's like, no, nope, pull everything back right now, because it just we're, I think we're have so, to die now, or I lose the fight. Yeah, it's, it's, and, it, those create a real big sense of urgency. Yeah, hmm. yeah, I don't know. It's interesting. Well, our last meme I have here is uh, it's a Dos Equis, uh, meme, the most interesting man on earth. He says, I don't always hunt boar, but when I do, I forgot I'm playing a Muslim Civ. Which <laughs> I feel like. Yeah, I, I know that feeling. But in inverse, <laughs> like for a while, I was like, I don't always not play a Muslim Sim. <laughs> but when, when I, I do, I wait, forget. There's a boar? boar for food. Yep. Yep. I forget it all the time. Unless I'm playing like Rue specifically. Or I guess I don't really play JD, but I guess that one's easier to remember because you didn't go kill it for the, the XP. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, um, we will take a very short break and then come back and finish with some extra sheep. So I'll, we'll come up with something, I guess. <laughs> hey there, Socraton uh, again, the part of the show where it's just you and me. So let's let's just get right to it, guys. Let's get right to it. First of all, thank you guys again for the continued support uh, after so many episodes, after almost a year, almost a full year. Um, I'm just really flabbergasted by the sheer support we've had for the show. I just want to thank you guys for all of that. It really does mean a ton to me. Um, I've had a couple of people who are new to the show. If you are new as of like the last two, three months to the show, welcome, welcome, welcome. Uh, I've had a couple of people tell me uh, that they've gone back and listened to every episode and caught up. And I just want to put this into perspective for you guys. That's like 48 hours of content. That's two full days of me and the boys just chatting about AOE. I didn't realize I was that interesting or that Beal and Sir Nevels and Caleb and, and everyone asked glad were so interesting, but I'm super glad you guys think so. So hopefully this has been something positive in your guys' life. Hopefully we're making a good impact. Um, I'm just absolutely amazed that uh, that people have gone back and done that. Like, it's a lot of content. I think it's kind of nice sometimes. I've definitely done this with other uh, podcasts at work. I've definitely binged entire massive amounts of podcasts. And one of the things I really like about this medium of content and with streaming as well is that you really kind of get a sense of knowing who your presenter is, right? You really kind of know the people making this content for you guys. I feel like you guys probably have a good idea of kind of who I am a little bit, even though I don't really know, you know, I don't know all of you guys, obviously that'd be really hard to do, but um, I'm glad to have you guys in the community. Glad that we get to be a part of your guys' lives. Glad that uh, you guys are, you know, able to share this with us. Like it, it's really cool. Um, it's, it's, it's really neat to me. And I really appreciate that you guys, uh, especially those newcomers who have gone back and watched the whole show. Like that's just, that's so cool. Super duper cool. Um, and we're glad to be able to provide that content for you guys. On that, having been almost a full year, I propose that next episode in two weeks time, obviously this was kind of a back-to-back episode, like we just did one and here's another one this week. So we're definitely backlogging you guys up with tons of content this week in particular. Uh, But for next episode in two weeks time, we will officially be at the end, middle end of February, which means 
the extra sheep will have turned a year old. Uh, that's coming right up. And so I think I'm going to propose that next episode, it'll probably be titled this. Uh, it's going to be State of the U, Yun. U, as in like, you know, like, like a U, like a, a sheep. Union, union. Okay. Anyways, um, I think we'll do kind of a, a recap of the year. I think we'll maybe do something kind of special. Uh, maybe we'll, you know, have a little bit of a time where we just kind of talk about some stats and we share some behind the scenes. Maybe we'll just kind of share some of our planning and some of our things we have planned down the road. Uh, maybe just how we feel about the podcast. I don't know. We'll do some kind of state of the union, um, state of the union address. That that's a yeah. Uh, I'm sure most of the Americans think it's really funny. Everyone outside America probably doesn't get it, but. Just for some context, uh, the United States, the president every year gives a state of the union address like union does all the states. Uh, he goes to Congress. He basically just gets a talk and ramble for an hour and a half or whatever. Um, it's like a thing. It's a thing. All the, the news carriers always like broadcast it. It's, it's basically just a time for the president to have his bullpen. But but state of the union with extra sheep. I think it's clever. Too bad. Too so sad. If you don't like it, if, you, if you're groaning inside at my awful dad puns, uh, you can just suck it. Um, <laughs> anyways, uh, back to regular business. Uh, we do have a discord. Um, and my personal discord for streaming has all has also been doubled as the podcast official discord for some time. Um, there's links to that in the description of this episode. Uh, it's a great place. If you have any questions you want us to talk about or topics or things you think we really should address on the show that is a place to do it or if you just want to hang out i mean we're we're there i check the messages that pop in through that i mean i'll, I'll respond to funny memes in there it's just, it's a lot more curated than other places um like i really want to shout out the Gria bar again great place it is a big place now which is really odd to say uh and if that's too big if you want to have just kind of more of a smaller just extra sheep focused spot we've got that so uh, that's where, I mean, me and the boys hang out in there a lot. We're, we're constantly messaging each other and we have like our own private admin chats, of course, and we plan stuff. Uh, but we also love hearing feedback from our listeners and our supporters. So feel free to hop in there. Um, besides that, I mentioned the Griot Barra. Definitely check that out. If you're looking for someone to play with, that's the place to go find people. Always going to find people like shoes, uh, just a, a boy. There's a ton of people who are just always on, uh, the discord there. Great place to find people to hang out with. Um, besides that, uh, we mentioned Rising Empires a couple times and the War Chief Club. If you're looking for a tournament or something to sink your teeth into, that is the place. Definitely uh, go check it out. They've got a Discord. Um, great place to go. Uh, goodness, what else do I talk about? I feel like I've gone over this. I just went over this a week ago, so there's a ton of stuff. Um, yeah, we uh, we just did a planning meeting for our uh, ep- our 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 uh, podcast. My wife uh, made a whole presentation for it and kind of forced us all to sit down and and go through it and plan stuff. Uh, Just so you guys know, we are planning to do a quarterly uh, live episode. That is the plan moving forward. So at the end of every quarter, we're going to basically do a live episode. I think our next one is slated for like March, end of March, I think ish somewhere around there. We're going to do another live episode, kind of like we did uh, at the end of the year last time. Um, So it'll just be, we're going to keep our our normal every two weeks uh, from here on out as well. Uh, so every two weeks we'll have an episode posting and then that end of that quarter, we'll have a live episode, which we will also post on Spotify, but you'll also be able to find it on uh, the video version of that on YouTube. Uh, we do have a YouTube as well. Um, we are slower to get the episodes up on that than we are Spotify just because there's a whole other video element involved. Um, there's no video footage of it unless it's a live broadcast. So don't feel like you're missing out if you're Spotify only, uh, really only the live episodes. Are you really missing anything? I would say besides that, 
I think I've covered just about everything. Um, we have, uh, I can speak right now that we have a special guest coming on next episode. Uh, someone that we have rubbed shoulders with a couple times. Uh, me and the guys uh, through Rising Empires. He's a pretty good guy. We are planning on continuing to get more and more guests. That is something we are going to sit down and actually try and plan. That was one of the things my wife got on me about that we need to actually plan it and actually get them on. So we are going to try and start getting more, more guests. Um, yeah, some more on that soon. And that is happening, I promise. And it's not just going to be 10 for Tim. Nothing against 10 for Tim. We love 10 for Tim, but we are going to broaden our horizons as well. So uh, we will have a number of people coming on the podcast in the future. Anyways, I think I've rambled on plenty long enough. So I think I'll just send you guys right back to uh, the main show. So have a good rest of your guys' episode. And we're back for our extra sheeps. Um, man, I feel like we just did this and it's because we did just a week ago. Um, does anybody have an extra sheep like ready to go? I do. You do? All right. So I, I have played three different RTS games in the span of a couple weeks. Uh, Age of Empires 2 with my buddy Gabe. Shout out to Gabe. You're out there. Hi. Uh, Age of Empires 4, which I've dabbled with a little bit. And then uh, Stormgate, which I can't talk about much. But um, give it six hours. Uh, it's really, really interesting to see even between Age of Empires 2 and Age of Empires 4, and then obviously Stormgate is pretty drastically different. Um, the how understanding how the economy feels is really, really important. Uh, even in like League of Legends, knowing how in general what what kills get you what items and how strong you are relative to that and kind of getting that innate understanding of economy for any game but specifically for rts's because that's like their whole thing but really shifts how well you play the game <laughs> like when I've, I've played nothing but age of empires two and four for the last handful of years I haven't played it to any true extent a starcraft ish rts um, and when I 1v1'd Askeladd, he just went like gigaboom, 12 TCs everywhere. And I was like, uh, and I was just losing, even though I was already winning. I was like giga lost because I just didn't understand how the economy functioned. Um, versus versus I when I played through. Age of Empires 2 with my friend Gabe, I played, I forget who, and I picked the Civ that got automatic men-at-arm upgrades when they got the next age. And so I would just like build a ton of those and just flood the enemy. We won like all four of the games we played. Uh, because I just was just spamming one unit, but I had a whole bunch ready as soon as, and I like kind of understood really, the economy. Really funny because men at arms are a trash unit in AOE too. Oh, I know. It was. I'm sure the people we were fighting were garbage because I have no MMR. But it was just really <laughs> funny because it just. I, I understood like on an eco level generally how AOE two felt compared to Stormgate, and then you know Age of Empires four. I'm way more comfortable with. Uh, and it's just interesting to like innately knowing how the economy feels over time adjusts how like basically well you can play the game. <laughs> um, and that's my extra sheep is is understanding eco and the game you're playing is very important. And the better you and the quicker you can understand that or the more you can translate from something else, the better time you're going to have. Yeah, Uh I will jump in with mine, sort of. I do want to just make a comment on Caleb's because there's so much in RTS that comes down to how fast you can process information on the map. And I, I know one of the big things for me 
is looking at two different armies and being able in my head to be like, okay, if they just a moved into each other, which army would win here? Um, and that's something I know I still struggle with. Like there are times where like I've got my mass, they've got their mass. We're about to clash. Um, even with some micro involved, it's just like, ah, well, I hope let's see what happens. I hope I can win this one sort of thing. Uh, without being able to at a glance say, okay, I, I know how this is, how this fight would end up, which way it would swing in and when I'd need to retreat or if I should just commit the entire fight type thing. A lot of intuition in there that I still need work on for sure. Um, but my extra sheep, uh, I said last time I was going to try to play a game a day and then turn that into seven games a week. And I can uh, I can say that I've completed that goal for week number one and I've got my ass kicked all over the place on rank ladder trying to learn Japanese. <laughs> Gold free. Here we come. Hey, I'm, I'm let's go. Ten and I'm a recovering uh, English player. <laughs> 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 don't you mean relapsing relapsing excuse you i only play english to Villrush. and now he's gonna play in for trebuchets let's go no, yeah i used to not ever Villrush. rush i was always a nice nice kindly longbow rush guy oh yeah nice kindly the, kind devil. Of I'm the devil i know at least i don't play zushi be worse trail fair it'd be so much worse um or joan or joan yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Or Ottomans, which I don't play. Um, <laughs> Asklad, uh, do you have an extra sheep? Oh, like I've played a few. It's not, it's not like there's nothing really specific. I did play Archer Jenny. Oh, yeah. How was that? In team games. It sucked. <laughs> <laughs> Could have figured. It, All right. There's the extra sheep. Really, Next. really, really bad. <laughs> In team That's games, because like I was not doing like a tower rush early pressure, like the, the the edge cases that I mentioned where it would be probably like really good. So I just felt like I had a much inferior Jenny that could not deal with anything. Also, didn't help that my teammates got overrun, but yeah, that doesn't help either. Um, actually, their team games, That's my ex sheep is in team games. I learned kind of the hard way that while sometimes timing attacks can really work, um, timing attacks in general just don't play out the same in team games. You really just got to boom. No, um, you really just got to boom. Yeah, like, I, 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 which is why I don't think I like team games as much. I feel like booming and just booming and booming is kind of boring to me. But timing attacks in general don't work as well, or the timing is very, very different, and it's just such a different feel that like going fast castle into an you attack doesn't work. And if you want to feudal all in, you got to be really careful because the times I've played some two v twos, I have successfully like feudal all in someone or cast time someone and, and been pushing in and then always I end up doing a 2v1 because my opponent my my buddy uh, is is you know chilling or booming or doing something else like, not, like nothing against my 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 teammate it's really a me problem that I'm pushing in alone and then my opponent's teammate usually comes in and saves him so I'll I'll be crushing my opponent then I forget I've got two opponents and I, I just the timing attacks are very different and I, I'm trying to figure out that how to make that work because I don't want to just boom, but maybe I should start booming more because this isn't working. That's kind do of my you yell at your teammate. No, to help you. I do, but it doesn't. Okay, it doesn't always, already it doesn't do that. You're all I right. yell at my teammates in League of Legends. Nothing happens. Don't do it. I'm nice it to my teammates. Mad. 
But yeah, it doesn't really, it doesn't really accomplish much. Like they're running, they're playing their own game and they're getting pushed in their own ways. And I'm not helping defend them as well either. It's, it's like a back and forth, you know, it's, it's, it's really hard to break out of the one V one and play in a team game. And I think it's vice versa, right? Well, people, some people play team games cause they don't want to play one V ones and have it be all on them. Right. Maybe they're, they like uh-huh. being part of a team better. Whereas I'm used to being, you know, I'm like a lone wolf, everybody. I'm just out there out on the range. When it's <laughs> well, and cold, in general, out in the wild people especially for these kind of games people like to get to the cool late game units do the cool late game stuff and the team games naturally lean towards that um and i think that's almost exclusively because of map size and i think it's a really kind of interesting point to make that the timing attacks don't work why because your timings are all thrown off because it takes takes nine years to walk across to 4v2 on canal let me tell you a 2v2 on canal i it took me for i felt like i was trekking i feel like a pioneer in a wagon trying to trek out west oregon like, it just took forever to get my guys out there let me tell you when you have gulam you're trying to gulam rush and it's, this is so ill-advised now that i've gone over the stats and i realize how slow gulams are this is so ill-advised just saying gulam rushing on 2v2s on canal it's like a mile long and they're the slowest it'll be dudes. three fortnights till we <laughs> receive one, one, one word to fix that for you i have an easy solution like totally easy Proxy Rex. Proxy Rex. Yeah, that's sure. a good idea. That's then cool it idea. dies and you're screwed. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. it doesn't die. The enemy doesn't scout it and you just oh, blindside. So, so I'm going to rely on my so, enemy sure. not being good. That, that's like the epitome of like In your bronze games, Askeladd, that might be the I mean, case. But up here in gold, up here in gold. I think B did it to uh, who was he playing? Lucifer? Oh, jeez. Oh, no. Well, if he did, I guess anyone I'm could sure. do it. Huh? <laughs> yeah, like, wow. Superman can fly around the world and turn time back, so why can't you? <laughs> Gosh, you got into Harvard like it's hard. <laughs> All, All right. the Supreme well, Court okay, judges I've, were I've there. Got Come nothing on. anymore. I'm out. Come on, a Navy SEAL could do it, Austin. Come on, Stockton. Why can't you? Uh, yeah. Well, this has been the extra sheep. Uh, thank you guys for listening. We are so glad to still have so much support after coming back from our break. Um, it, it's been really fun to see. Uh, tell your friends, tell everyone, tell your moms. Uh, I probably don't tell your moms. They probably don't care. Um, tell everyone who cares uh, that we are back and we will be continuing uh, here on out every two weeks. We've got some big things hopefully coming down the pipe. Uh, thanks for listening. I hope you guys all have a great day. Caleb, thank you for being here, man. We're glad to have you back. Ask Glad, good to have you back. Beal. Hey. Here you. Good to be here. Uh, you're here. <laughs> All right. We're supposed right. to say something nice, dude. <laughs> that was a joke. No, no, we really, Beal has been here through thick and thin. For real, for real. We're really glad to have Beal here. We do Mr. Neville's. Maybe he'll come back to us one day. But for now, uh, don't, I, I really hope no one gives him any, uh, too much flack either. Like, you know, sometimes it's okay to take a break. Uh, I think that's all right. So if that's what you got to do, that's what you got to do. Till then, though, yep. we'll, we'll be back. Uh, we'll be back in two weeks. <laughs>